This is a horror game podcast. It is meant for mature audiences. It may contain shocking revelations, violence, and sexual themes. Viewer discretion is advised. Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is the Saturnine Chalice. It was written by Matthew Sanderson and is one of our favorite scenarios to run. This is, in fact, our ninth version. I am the Keeper of Arcane Lore, and this is a four-hour one-shot. Let's begin our story, our journey into the darkness. It is an early March morning in 1928. There's still a bit of snow here and there in the shady places of Arkham, Massachusetts. Five university professors are about to go on a journey together. They are headed for a conference in Ottawa, Canada, entitled Ancient Civilizations and Their Understanding of Time and Space. Dr. Wheeler. Would you describe the route and the timetable table that you have planned? So, lady and gentlemen, we are on our way to the Great White North. Unfortunately, due to the situation with the roads and some of the local backways and byways that we have to take, we're looking at about a 10-hour car trip. So, make sure you get your stretching in done now. Sorry. Make sure you get your stretching done now. <laughs> Um, let's see, there is possibility of trimming off some time, but I'll need to, need to take a look at the map and trying to, uh, inspect that particular document while underway is more likely to be a sale than a, uh, assistance or a, uh, planned route. So what, uh, what states will you be going through? Ah, we are going to be traveling through Massachusetts, then on to New Hampshire, Vermont, through upstate New York, and then crossing the border into Canada. Then we're going to head to Montreal and finally to Ottawa. Right. Yep. 350 miles or so and 10 hours because everybody's afraid to go over 35 miles an hour in 1928. So, um, you packed your bags for a couple of days. You met at 9 a.m. And uh, you climbed into Professor Wagner's uh, 1920 Packard automobile. Uh, for the first couple of hours, conversation flowed between you. Then as you ran out of things to say, you watched the landscape flow by. Uh, the sun was out and there were many woodlands and fields with that were uh Beautiful, provincial, and wholesome. And although it was quiet, there was a lot of contemplating going on in your heads. At 2 p.m., you came across a small diner named Charlotte's in the small town of Haverton. Uh, there was a gas pump out in the front, and you pulled in. A young man uh, in bright, clean uniform came to you and asked, fill her up? Yeah. 
place. So uh, what do you want to do? Going to get something to eat? It's probably hungry by two o'clock. I, I need to go, go get more snacks. My purse is completely empty. <laughs> I don't know how you fit so much in there, Dr. Jenkins, but your emergency stash was most appreciated on the drive up here. I do have to say, Gordon, you kind of always cleaned me out. <clears throat> I mean, can you blame me? I don't know. Where do you get all of these baked goods from? I make some of them, but then I just kind of snatch them from here or there. Wherever I'm at, I just grab more and keep a big stash in my purse. Do you think they have gin? Well, mm. it's prohibition. Yeah. It's illegal to sell alcohol. But it's not illegal not to drink while in the backseat of a car. It's not illegal to drink, and it's not illegal to own, but it's illegal to sell it. So unless you go to the right place and pay the right people it'll be hard to find what about you wagner going in getting something to eat oh definitely i'm starved um you know i don't really appreciate you crumbling all over uh, my seats my dear <laughs> i'll get a broom uh all right so you go inside uh I am going to take the uh, like almost book thick folded roadmap uh, with me and um, see if I can find a table to commandeer. Okay. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, let's check on the uh, the remaining uh, road. So you go inside. You order some food. You sit and you eat. Um, Doctor uh, Wheeler is looking over the map. Um, what are you guys talking about? Uh, Victor, what are you looking forward to in this uh, at this uh, conference that we're headed to? And he's got the map out and he's got a magnifying glass that he is busy. You can hear him kind of quietly talking to himself hmm. uh, as he's investigating a few of the roads. I'm actually looking forward to hearing a lot from the professor of anthropology. You mean, uh, is there a specific one that you're interested in? I mean, I know that is your department. No, of entomology. Sorry. <laughs> it's oh, late. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm, been a long drive. It's been a long drive. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what they have to say. I'm actually hungry myself. I should get some food as well. Yeah. You're I probably all it. eating uh, something. Yeah. I'm not sure if they had hamburgers back then, but you're probably having the equivalent of eggs and bacon stuff like that whatever they have um dr Irwin, do you think it's too early for pie that's never too early for pie they have some <laughs> nice pecan over there Ooh, i brought uh, my I'm, honey to sprinkle on top if you would like some i'm uh when dr jenkins says that um you can hear uh wheeler's stomach roar the idea of some coffee yeah. and pie sounds fantastic the uh, waitress comes over and she says, did I hear coffee and pie? And she puts a pot of coffee down says, we have apple, we have pecan, we have cherry. Uh, we. Oh, I will take a slice of the cherry if you don't mind, ma'am. All right. I as well. Yeah, for me as well. All right. I'll take pecan. Cherry would be uh, wonderful. 
took I'll coffee take and one pie. of one of each, please. One of each. <laughs> okay. The mystery is less how you fit all those snacks into your purse, rather how you fit all uh, that into yourself. You, you, you don't mind me saying you don't look it. You just have to keep active. I go out every weekend collecting butterflies. Running after them is a lot of work. Ah, well, if you've noticed, she didn't actually eat any dinner. She's only having pie. I guess that is also the secret. Don't eat dinner, just dessert. So as you're sitting there, suddenly uh, Dr. Wheeler looks uh, excited. Wagner, I think I found it. We might be able to shave an hour, maybe even an hour and a half off of our travel time if we take this road over here. Yeah, let me uh, see. And you come over and there's, you know, he brushes away some of the pie crumbs <laughs> and uh, takes a sip of his coffee. And you see he's sketched a route uh, off one of the major interstates um, through, is uh, I believe it's through uptown New York or upstate yeah, New York. Upstate New York. Um, um, looks like if, if, if it's correct, it should take you, you should even bypass uh, Montreal and go into Canada up below it, up, up, up into Ottawa uh, more directly. So you won't take the long L way out to Montreal and then over. Um, these maps are uh, 1920s. When they get to the small little roads out in the country, they don't really have names, but they're drawn on the map. So after you finish your lunch, and uh, you pile back in the car. Um, off you go. Uh, after a bit, you turn off the main highway to follow Professor Wheeler's directions. Uh, the road you are now on has very little traffic. Um, for about 40 minutes, it's smooth sailing. Uh, but now there are places where it gives way to dirt road uh, for a while, and then it becomes paved again. Uh, it has fields and hills and as far as you can see. And uh, you don't really know if you are still in upstate New York or whether you've crossed into Canada. I would like Pascal, I'm uh, Professor uh, Wagner, to uh, do a drive roll. You are muted. 13 out of four, uh, 40, so hard success. Mm, nice. That's, that's good. So as you're driving, um, the car suddenly starts to sputter. Uh, it gives no. a couple of kicks. That. Um, there's a bit of a bang as, uh, as it backfires a little. Um, and... Uh, it, it it starts back up again, but it's starting to sputter a little bit. Uh, you look at the gas gauge, and the gas gauge is almost on zero. What what the heck? Bogner, well, did you, did you not fill up the last station? We we just uh, filled up. And I, I checked the uh, the gauge when uh, when we left. This is impossible. After a few um, more moments, the car oh. stops. It 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 the, the engine it stops. The car continues to roll for a bit, and uh, 
you were suddenly in the middle of nowhere. This this ain't possible. Uh, I I get out of the car. I'm I'm grumbling uh, to myself and I uh, get uh, to the yeah, to the trunk, get a uh, like one of those uh, uh, blankets out, uh, out, throw it under the car, and start uh, start checking uh, if there's anything wrong with the gas li- uh, gasoline line. Mm-hmm. Um, do um, a do you have a mechanical? Yeah, I do. What are the rest of you doing? I'm going to get the map out on the hood of the car and see if I can estimate our current position and see how far we are going to have to trudge to the nearest station. Well, oh, 38, 38 uh, out of 20, that's okay. Yeah, you don't see anything wrong with the car underneath. There's there's nothing so, so dripping. When, so when I get back from under the car and I, uh, I just nudge Douglas uh, from the hood so I can op- uh, open up the, uh, the yeah. hood and look at the motor. Okay. Still grumbling. Uh, I'm sorry, Doctor Wheeler. Uh, you're looking at the map by your estimate. Well, traveling at 35 miles an hour, 45 minutes after the last town of Haverhill, at least 30 miles back. Oh, and there's there's no there's nothing indicated along this road. Uh, it's not even named. Are there uh, telegraph lines along this road? Uh, you do see telegraph lines going along this road. Well, no, uh, telephone lines. Telephone lines. Yeah, there are. It, it, it will, doesn't look you like forgive the anachronism. Big, it doesn't look like <laughs> a big one. It looks like you know maybe for a few places along this route, um, but you haven't passed any farms or anything that you've seen in a long time. Well, they wouldn't um, run them if there wasn't a service or something to service. So we may find a home or something, a phone we might be able to use. What are the rest of you doing? I'll jump out and uh, help Wilbur with the vehicle just to give it a once over. I don't know anything about cars, but you know, I want to be helpful. I'll bring a flashlight. Yeah. Fortunately, cars are pretty simple back then, but they're, they're mechanical. Um, They defy the laws of God and nature. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about, uh, how about Dr. Jenkins or January and uh, and Victor? I'm, I'm still sitting in the car. You're still sitting in the yeah. car? Yeah, I kind of stretched out because everybody else left. Okay. We're sitting in the back. So, uh, Douglas, as you are contemplating the power lines and the, the, the phone lines, you think you can see up ahead of you, down the road a ways, what looks like a wall along the side of the road. Interesting. Um, Wilbur, you see that over there? It's like the front the end of a property. Right. It's not right. the heat, right? That looks like a wall. Uh, you're right. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we can find somebody who can help us. It's impossible to get a, uh, a bit of gasoline. At the very least, we can say where we are and go back to the car and maybe find some help along the way. But yes, I think we should probably head up and see if maybe anyone on the property is home. He points upwards at the telephone lines and says, 
at least we aren't completely out in the sticks. Yeah, we might be in luck. So what do you do? You uh, uh, <laughs> January and Victor are still sitting in the car. I walk out overhearing that they're going to leave because I don't want to stay out inside the car. So, okay. Dr. Jenkins, we're going to make a house call. Do you care to join us? All, all of us? How far is it? Well, oh, it seems to be just up the road this way. Looks like 200 feet, maybe farther ahead where the wall starts. All right, let me change my shoes. Okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> she changed them from one set of high heels into another set of high heels. <laughs> no, I don't know. You probably have comfortable shoes, so you're on a trip, right? So, yeah. um, all right. Or has so, a variety of shoes. You guys kind of pile, you kind of get out of the car, and... Um, uh, the road right here is paved. It's not in the best condition, but it's, you know, it's 1928. Um, it's not a dirt track is the uh, the upside. Right. Um, people back then out in the country and so forth are, you know, they're far less concerned about theft. You know, the crime rate right out here is probably nil. Um so most likely you leave most of your things. They're all packed in the car anyway. Um, you can go uh, if you want to bring a jacket uh, because it is it's it's March, so it can get kind of nippy uh, even in the middle of the day. What time is it? Just late afternoon now? Or? It's probably I'd say about two uh, forty-five, maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. Now it'd probably be a little later than that because you guys ate. Yeah, it's probably getting closer to four in the afternoon. Should get our glad rags on. At least then we can make a good first impression. Yeah, I'll grab yeah. my my coat. And of course, I have my purse of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk uh, down the road. Um, and when you get to the wall, it looks like the kind of wall you'd have around an estate. Uh, it's uh, maybe eight feet high. Uh, it's made of what looks like polished granite. Um, well, you know, in good condition. Uh, the top of it has uh, some pretty uh, wrought iron work, uh, you know, as designs on the top of it. And it's a fairly large estate because you have to walk another 100 feet or so uh, before you come to a large archway in it with a big giant wrought iron gate. And up above the wrought iron gate, also in wrought iron script, is the name Wayland. Hmm. You can see through the gate that there is a house and gardens and stuff, but until you go through the gate, and the gate is not locked. It are, is closed, but it's not locked. Are the grounds... Like box? I'm sorry? Like is that like a call box or anything like that? There's not. Okay. Are the grounds maintained? It we looks like tell? they are through the okay. gate. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the Wayland Estate. I don't know about any Waylands in New New England. What about you, Wagner? Why would I? <laughs> I mean, it's not that uncommon a name. Never been here my uh, in my whole life. Uh, Fair enough. See. If anyone's home. So you, you step through the gate. You open it. It opens very easily. 
Um, and there is a gravel path leading forward. Uh, now, the gravel path, you've got trees on either side of you and a bit of forest that seem to be completely enclosed in this uh, you know, very, very wealthy wall that's been built. Uh, you open up the gate. Um, and it's it's one of those gates that could be locked, but it's not locked. It just has the rods that fit into holes in the ground. You know, um, you don't need to open up both of them, but it's easily 15 feet wide. You know, um, you open up one of them, you step inside. So what what you see, I'll, I'll just try to describe it. I've got an aerial view and I'll we'll look down the the the. The gravel road goes forward and then it splits. And you can vaguely sort of make out that it makes a circle, big circle. The house is in the center. There are gardens inside the circle. Um, over to your left, you can see towards the back a little what looks like a barn. Um, over to the right, you see something that looks like a little mausoleum you know like um it looks like the the jefferson memorial but much much smaller and uh you can't really uh, you wouldn't be able to actually see it from where you are but there is a well in the back of the property as you're looking at it there are formal hedges there are roses uh around it of various colors and rose beds there are flowers um and there are uh everything is it looks like it's well-maintained, well-groomed. The house itself looks like it's two stories high with a little cupola on the top, which is fairly common in the, the Victorian era. And as you are walking forward, you leave the, the road and you're stepping onto a little paved path that goes towards the house. Um, there are quite a few butterflies fl flitting around. <laughs> um, Look at that, Dr. Jenkins. You bring your net? I do have my net. It's a collapsible one. But it's in the car. <laughs> well, I, have a, I have a purse net, too. <laughs> well, I'll um, tell you what. If the owner and I the also have a couple of... I'm looking for one like this if we see any. <laughs> you, just, you pull that out of your purse. <laughs> yes. I do. I think that's I a Madagascar, purse. but uh, yeah. Yep. Well, I am sure that the owner of the property would... Uh, would not mind you adding to your collection, but first let's see if we can get a phone call place and maybe get some help out of here. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. First, mm -hmm. I'll be over here. <laughs> as, you, as you start heading up towards the house, um, you can see that it's, uh, it's got like three steps up to the porch that's in the front and the sides. Um, I would like you to do a spot hidden rule as you are. All of us? Forward. Sure. Yeah, because okay. you're all kind of talking and looking. A 51 Bam. out of 70. So it's success. I got a hard. Okay. Nice. I got a fail. I'm looking real hard. I'm just like looking for butterflies yeah. to impress January. So um I got a 22 out of 50 so I got a hard. Okay. So yeah but January you're looking at the butterflies. Yeah, uh, I'm looking really uh, hard the, at the, the, the fritillaries and the and the skippers <laughs> and things like that. Um uh but uh Dr. Irwin as you look up towards the house 
there's someone in that room right next to the near the front door that's looking out at you uh looks like a, a man but he's as pale as a ghost uh i'll wave um you wave and he doesn't react at all he's just staring in your direction and those of you, uh, you, 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 those of you who also passed, you see uh, Doctor Irwin just suddenly sort of stop in his tracks for a moment, and he's staring at uh, at the window with the the man in it. Uh, you see him too. He looks like, I mean, you could almost say he looks like a ghost. He's as white as a sheet. Uh, I'd like you all to do if you're looking now, do right. another spot hidden. Oh, I got a 95 failure. <laughs> I got a 95 too. Save these. I got hard again. <laughs> I have a 91. So, it's been a long road. I'm just looking for a car or, some, or signs of a car. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Jolka, you got a, a yeah. hard. So, uh, Jolka, you, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Victor, you put your hand on uh, Dr. Irwin's shoulder and you look and you say, he's not moving. Do you notice that? That he's and not moving. And that's when you realize that what you were looking at is a statue in the window. <laughs> that's it's, not creepy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Odd position for, oh, um, do the rest of us notice this now? It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Once you uh, point it out. Doc, uh, Dr. Wheeler's going to kind of tilt his head to the side and say, that's an odd placement for a bust. Well, um, hopefully, Mr. Whalen, Mrs. Whalen's amenable to guests. I'm going to go over and say hello. We won't find, find out. You say hello to the statue? No, no, no. <laughs> I meant to, to knock on the front door. Okay. So you step up onto the porch. You hear you know, the sound of your own feet on the wood. Um, you step forward and you knock on the door. And just seconds after you knock on the door you hear a voice from inside looks sounds vaguely like what you would say an elderly gentleman speaking uh he says oh oh um i'm sorry you've arrived um uh, could you uh open the door i'm gonna it's, look it's back not at, locked back at the group shrug and yeah. open the front door you open the front door um, your immediate uh, uh, feeling is that this is a well-appointed house, Victorian sort of style. But right dead center in the, the foyer is a ladder. And up on top of the ladder, it looks like a, a man, uh, an older gentleman. He looks more like a butler, the way he's dressed. And he is dusting a large chandelier that's that's hanging there in the middle of the foyer. Um, he introduces himself. Uh, he says, uh, oh, he says, um, I'm uh, Jeremiah Linwood. Um, you, you've arrived rather early. Do you, are you, um, you guests of the Waylands uh, for the party? We are actually just we our car broke down and we were walking by the estate to see if we could get some help. We're 
We shouldn't be expected, sir. Oh, oh dear. Oh, oh, I see. Um, uh, just a moment. And uh, he climbs down from uh, the ladder and sort of dusts himself off. And he says, ah, well, um, you say your car broke down. Well, we ran out of gas. Um, I see. Um, see. Well, um, uh, and he to help us out. Kind of pushes the uh, ladder over to the side. He says, "Well, well, come in, come in. It's 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 chilly out. Um, I can inform Mister Wayland of your predicament, and we'll see what we can do." Thank oh, you so much. We would appreciate appreciate any assistance that you could offer. So, um, Dr. January and Dr. Charlie and uh, Victor, um, do spot hiddens for me. Um, he, he brings you inside. He says, let's, um, let's put you in the parlor for now. Uh, please come in, make yourselves at home. Um, where are you traveling from? Mm. Arkham, Massachusetts. From... Oh, all the way from there. I got a regular uh, success. I got a hard. Okay. Oops, can't hear you, Matt. You're muted again, Matt. Oh, still muted. He got an extreme success. Ah, oh, wow. Excellent. Okay. Um. Uh, he says, please come inside. Uh, you can see now as you're coming in, it's a small foyer. There's that chandelier up above uh, that he was doing. There is one bit of hallway that goes off towards your left, uh, which looks like it ends rather abruptly. Maybe a restroom, maybe, you know, something like that. And then there's a hallway off to your right, which he sort of is motioning you into that. Uh, that hallway and he says we'll have you stay in the parlor for now please you know make yourselves comfortable he opens up a door uh to the parlor which is also the room that that statue was in um that's the room you're going into oh good not creepy <laughs> it's a uh it's a very well-appointed room as you step inside um i uh tom if it's all right would uh, i'd like to or Dr. Wheeler would like to take a closer look at that bust. Okay, we'll do that in just a moment. Oh. Um, but Dr. Irwin, there's something that's kind of bugging you. Um, something that doesn't, well, no, it's something that just doesn't quite make sense. Why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves and I will type something to, to him. So you're stepping into this room. Uh, it's There's very beautiful. Oof. Yes, rather interesting. They said oh. that there was going to be a party. Do you think they're going to have snacks? I mean, always, always, always thinking with that bottomless bag of yours, Doctor Jenkins. Uh, well, I could use some tea. Have you had Charles's honey? I have not. I bring it from home. I, I, I have a few bees that I keep uh, on my estate and I always keep the honey on me. Uh, Dr. I, Jenkins uses it for a lot of her baking. Ah, I didn't realize you had an apiary on your estate, Dr. Irwin. That's something I would like to be very interested in seeing one day. 
So in the room, uh, what you basically have is you have a large fireplace on one end um, with a, a nice fire going in it. Um, you have looks like comfortable couches and chairs. Uh, above the fireplace is a large portrait, a painted portrait of a very distinguished looking gentleman uh, who happens to also look like the statue. Um, although he's not white. Uh, well, he is white, but he's not that white. Um, and then there are a number of other pictures. There's one next to that that's smaller, but it shows him and a rather uh, beautiful uh, older woman, uh, well, same age woman uh, with blonde hair, and they are dressed in bride, bride and groom clothes. Uh -huh. um, you also see a portrait of just her uh, in a very nice uh, dress, uh, 1920s dress. She looks young. Uh, in the photographs, he looks young, too. Uh, and then there's two on the other side, one of a much younger blonde woman, uh, looks definitely like a member of the family. The final one is just the old man, the, the elderly, I keep saying elderly, the gentleman, uh, Mr. Wayland, uh, with the very young woman. You think maybe his daughter, but the wife is gone. The wife is missing. You don't see any photographs of wife and daughter together. Okay. Would it also, there are a number of knickknacks and things around the room as well. Given uh, given the back my backstory, would it be fair to make some conclusions as to? That order of uh, that order of paintings. Well, yeah, sure. You can make you even without jump that, to any conclusions. I like <laughs> jump to any conclusions you like. Um, well, it must be the eponymous Mister Whalen. A fine family too. Uh, what I don't understand. Can I take a? Um, are there little like name plaques or anything in on the frame? No, there's nothing okay. like on the frames. Um, Jenkins is still there too. With I mean, uh, yeah, Jer I'm sorry. It's you guys. Jeremiah. Kids. Jeremiah is still there with you. And he's like, he says, I'll, I'll go get him. I'll send my wife um, with uh, some drinks. She's the uh, the housekeeper. Much appreciated. And he turns around and goes. Um, and a few moments later, uh, this woman uh, comes in. Uh, she's about the same age as he is. She says, so, well, wow, we have guests already. Um, my name is Rosemary. I'm uh, Jeremiah's wife. Uh, can I get you anything to drink? Oh, please. Do you have any tea? Oh, yes, we have tea. And cookies? <laughs> uh, I'll see what we've got. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, maybe a glass of gin. When she looks at you and she says, I'm sorry, uh, Jen? What's Jen? Jen. Uh, like the alcoholic drink? She's like, well, I'll, uh, I'll look and see. Um, maybe. Bro, listen, hmm. damn it. <laughs> I'll take a lemonade, if, please. I 
think I will join Dr. Irwin on that. I'll have a lemonade as lemonade, well. Lemonade, yeah, lemonade, lemonade, please. Okay, tea. I'll take a coffee, please. Oh, coffee. Good choice. And she says, please, if there's anything else that you need, you know, you can speak Dr. Harrow, me. you're making me second guess my order. Uh, the agony of choice. No, I think <laughs> I'll stay with the lemonade. Okay. So... You look around the room, Dr. Wheeler, you were going to go look at the statue. Correct. Okay. So as you approach the statue, there's a couple of things that sort of seem odd. Now, the statue is facing out the window. It's on a wooden pedestal. Um, it wouldn't be difficult to turn it around. But as you're approaching it, the first thing you notice is you're not sure of what it's made of. Usually they're made out of stone. Uh, but in this case, it looks like whatever it's made out of, it's been painted over. Hmm. It seems to have been covered in um, a common white uh, lead paint. It's very white, um, but it, it looks obviously painted. You can actually see some of the brush strokes. Like, not huh. done very well. I'll approach behind uh, Dr. Wheeler as he's looking at That's this and kind of bizarre. spark up conversation. You know, my father had one of these busts in his study, and I'll kind of, like, walk around it to see if it's looking at me. Um, as, like, as you say... It's facing sorry. out the window at the moment. Right. I'll say, Charlie, I think your father had better taste than to paint a bust with uh, house paint. His a bit marble, but not painted, no. Hmm. But I don't uh, swear I'm... it would look at me as I walked around as a child. Would you turn it around? I'm hesitant. I, there's no way to look at it from the front because it's just right up against the window. It's, it's really close to the window. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess I will have to rotate it. So you turn it around what, and it definitely... Backless, what are you doing? I'm aghast. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a two-way. He's turned it around. <laughs> and it looks like this, uh, which looks like the man in the, the painting. Um, and it looks like someone has scratched through the paint and carved something into the statue hmm. uh, it's not particularly heavy you do think it might be made out of stone but uh it's dark underneath so the 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 thing stands oh, out so it's like a black stone underneath or i shouldn't say black but like a darker stone underneath compared yeah. to the paint Got yeah it. oh hmm thought that was a hair. Let's kind of like catch the edge with my fingernail. Uh, odd. And I'm going to rotate it back to oh. its original position. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Wagner. You know how I get with this kind of thing. Well, I, I'm as interested in art as the next one, but we don't want to antagonize a uh, host. Oh my I, God. All I did was rotate a statue and put it back. Do you like when your stuff is turned around at your house by strangers? Uh, that is a fair observation, but will the man ever know? 
Well, yeah. You're right. So I would like those of you who are observing Dr. Wheeler do this to roll in a cult. Can I myself not yes. roll in a cult? Oh, yes. okay. 71 out of 10 or whatever it calls a cult. Uh, so, no, 75 out of 25. So it's a... Oh, I got, I got a hard. 56... That's nearly a hard. Okay. I got a 29 out of 65, so a hard success. I got a regular success. Cool. All right. So, Dr. Wheeler, something, something in the back of your mind, something maybe that you, you looked at when you were at Miskatonic, it, it it seems a little familiar, and then it dawns on you that it's it's a kind of sigil that's used in certain kinds of ritual is ritual magic. Um, you you don't know all the details, but you think that it corresponds to something called a camilla, which is a magic square. And um, something that mathematicians like to fiddle around with, something that's you know been around since the ancient uh, ancient Egyptians, um, but you're not sure what it would belong to. Um, there's probably hundreds of different kinds of magic squares. Those oh. of you who passed, you can also, if you guys are talking about this, you can, uh, you can, uh, you can either do another occult role or an intelligence role once you realize what it is. Oh, interesting! It's a it's a thing that has been found in many different uh, pseudo religious texts. Alistair Crowley is a big aficionado of it. You find it in his stuff. You find it in the Key of Solomon and other magical tomes this time i got a on the occult i got a hard success i got a 59 so regular success regular again okay so uh, it'll say january january you're thinking okay the substance the paint is lead paint and lead has an alchemical relationship with Saturn, the planet. And the Kamea for Saturn is a simple, uh, looks like a tic-tac-toe board with the numbers one through nine written in it in a certain way. They all add up to 15. So if you were to represent that, what you would see is this. Um, this is the Camilla of Saturn. It looks Ooh. like that. And the way you would create the sigil is you would spell something out and illustrate it. And I'll give you an example. Let's say the word wet, W-E-T. What you would do is you start with a circle, 
and five is W. So you'd start in the, with the W. The next letter is E. You'd go to five again. And then T is two. So you'd come over to two and you would terminate, which is the, oops, sorry. Which oh, is the okay. uh, mark. Um, there so, can be multiple, five can be multiple numbers, or is it a certain part of the five? Five that, will always be E, N, or W. But, okay, so we I can't tell which one it is. Well, it, yeah, you'll you see that, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Tom, do you mind if I jump in? Yeah, go, yeah, of course. If you start at the circle, um, that's the first point. And then for you could have a maximum for my from just looking at this, you could have a maximum of three points in each square. Okay, like bottom, middle, right. top. There's okay. only yeah. a few ways that 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 the ledgers will go together. Okay. So what the statue is showing you oh, no. is this. Oh. Okay. Now you know what the paper and pencil is for. That should be something uh, you know, for linguists. Uh, no, it's uh, not as hard as you think. <laughs> okay, so we have a six. Yeah, sometimes it's easier if you write down the numbers first. Six. We get six, two. One. One. Two. One. One. Three. Three. Five. So if if you want a little help, what if you look at the letters, you've got a choice of F, O, or X to start the word. It's not likely going to be the X. Okay. It's going to be F or O. The second letter is the two, which is B, K, or T. What so letter F or O goes with B, K, or T? Should be the O. Right, by elimination. So one is A, J, R, S. Oh, I almost made a mistake. I got one, it. One, two, one. What'd you get? I think it's obstacle. Obstacle. No. Nice. Yeah. 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 It is. Damn, Charlie, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, a, I, I do a lot of puzzles in the paper, you know. Um, I, I was still busy fighting word formatting, trying to get it to do what I wanted <laughs> it to do. <laughs> um, so uh, you've been brought your drinks. Um, Jeremiah comes back and he says, um, now, gentlemen uh, and lady, um, I've told Mr. Wayland, you see, tonight is a very important night. Uh, there's going to be a party. Uh, it's a lot of details, a very special occasion. Uh, his daughter, um, his daughter Veronica, is about to begin uh, a kind of a ritual. Uh, I'm sure he'll tell you about it later, but at the moment, they're still very busy preparing. Uh, he's told me to make myself available to you if you need anything, if we can well, do anything. Well, uh, do you happen to have maybe a kind of sort of gasoline or anything or, or a telephone that we can call somebody to get some? See, we don't want to impose on you and we have uh, to get to uh, to Canada for a convention we are supposed to uh, to attend. Ah, I, I understand. Um, we possibly might have both. Um, 
the, the Duesenberg is in the garage. Um, and uh, we do have a phone. Uh, if you'd like, I mean, we could perhaps call. Uh, you said it was you're just out of the gas. You don't, you don't yeah. need a mechanic. Uh, we could call back to um, Haverville. And uh, uh, we usually get deliveries of groceries. Um, we could ask them to bring out some gasoline well, if we don't have uh, any. If you have a canister of gas, uh, um, we will gladly pay you for it. Uh, oh, uh, we believe, uh, the master believes that generosity and compassion towards uh, strangers is very important. Uh, he's a very good man. Oh. Um, we could go out and look in the garage. Oh, yeah, that would be great. And we can we can how, call how far well. is it to what do you what do you say Hannaford? Haverhill, that's about um thirty miles. Okay. So that we should be able to if you if we can get some gas, we should be able to get there and well that's where you came from. Yeah. Appreciate the uh Mr. Whalen's sense of uh Xenia, it's a Greek word, concept of hospitality. Yeah. Um, uh, other than guess. that, there's uh, there's very few restrictions. You can make yourselves at home, make yourselves comfortable. If you need some food, we can bring that or drink uh, uh, coffee or, or whatever you like. Um, you're free to look around. The library is right next door. Um, uh, of course, the dining hall is being prepared for tonight's guests and so forth. And I must ask not to go upstairs. Those are the private rooms. Of course, uh, of course. Uh, Wagner, or walk around the gardens. Yeah. At the mention of a library, you can see uh, Wheeler's hands start flexing. He's very eager to get over there. Well, if you don't mind me asking, what type of uh, ritual is the daughter having? Is it like a bat mitzvah or a pinsinierta? No, um, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not as into it as the Waylands are. I don't really know all of the details. It has something to do with a mystic um, uh, who wrote a book, I think, in the 1500s. Uh, his name is uh, Abramelin the Mage. Um, the ritual is supposed to take 18 months to accomplish. And that you're supposed to be able to uh, talk to angels or, or, God. It's uh, hey. very interesting. I haven't really heard much of that before, but uh, I hope it goes well tonight. Does the name of the the author you said Abramelin? Abramelin, yeah. Kick off anything? Yes, you can. Uh, well, you can do a, an occult role. Sure. I mean, you are from Miskatonic. Uh, I got a 30 on the dot. Um, so that is going to be a hard success. Yeah. Abramel and the mage, um, rather famous mystic, supposedly inherited information from Abraham, um, the one from the Bible. Uh, and uh, there is a long ritual of prayer, fasting, and uh, purification that takes months and months and months to accomplish and then at the end of it you're supposed to be able to uh, speak to angels and uh, command demons and uh, control the fly and you know control the elements 
Um, has anybody ever managed it? <laughs> you know, it's 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 a, a medieval uh, alchemy, things like that. Right. Interesting. No, I I would definitely love to see the uh, the the Mister Whalen's library, if you don't mind. Of course. Well, it's just this next door over, just out the hall and down. Um, would somebody like to go with him to the garage? The yeah, me definitely. Okay, and the rest of you are free to. Uh, so you see, Waylon sprint like do his best to politely sprint out of the room. Oh, well, well this is Wayland oh. is the the yeah the head of the place. This is uh, Jeremiah Linwood. What, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Wheeler. Sorry, Dr. Wheeler. Oh. Sprint out of the room. My apologies. The other W. Uh, and then come back a moment later and sticks his head around the corner and goes, uh, I just realized, Dr. Jenkins, I may need to borrow you. Oh, I was going to go look at butterflies, but okay. Uh, and um, he's, uh, as soon as you come out the door, he just, uh, he says, a lot of these texts are written in uh the original language of the author and you know my german's okay but uh arabic latin and greek occasionally comes up so um i'm looking for works on philosophy anything that uh you know how these rich guys get they they love to collect parts of history um and i'd love to get my hand well to read them or at least know where i might be able to source uh some reference material they did say it was a library so you can probably just borrow some books one would hope, but I appreciate. I'd appreciate it if you'd lend your it's a, linguistic it's a talent. <laughs> <laughs> if you would be willing to lend your linguistic talents yes. to uh, my pilfer, I mean uh, searching. Yeah, I don't see any signs that say you can't borrow the books, so we'll go. I'll wave at January secretly. I'll go look in the gardens for your butterflies, okay. and uh, I'll, I'll wander around looking at the light fixtures and whatnot. And Victor. I'll go with Wagner to the garage. Okay. All right. Let's let's deal with that first. So I'll give Charlie a wink and just kind of like a, a little come with us to see if he comes with us. And I have something else I want to look at. So I'll, I'll, I'll maybe later. I'll be okay. doing a little bit. So she like goes off in a huff. <laughs> so Professor Wagner and uh, and Victor. You um, you go outside. You're going outside with uh, uh, Jeremiah. Jeez, I always forget their names. Uh, you go outside with Jeremiah. You step out the door and you start to make a uh, a turn around the side of the house towards your right. Now coming out of the house, and you are heading towards the the large barn. I'd like you also to do a spot hidden again. It's a lot of spot hiddens in this game. Oh. 98, I'm stumbling over my own feet. 13. Oh, that's good. So as you, you're you walking, it's not particularly far, but a, f a few steps out of the house and around the corner, you notice a large pit that's been dug uh, near the house. Uh, there is a door going into the house there by your guests. Probably the kitchen. Um, the pit is maybe six feet across, 
but it's not deep. It's maybe only a foot deep. And in the center of it, you see a pile, a large pile of ashes. Hmm. Maybe a burn pile, but uh, uh, but Jeremiah is just continuing. So you're you're following him, but you see that there. Uh, you approach the uh, what is obviously a horse barn, but there are no horses. So there are three stables on one end of it where you can see horses would have gone. And then there is a large garage door uh, that's next to it with a smaller door to the side. Uh, Jeremiah goes to the smaller door and he uh, uh, opens it up. It's not locked uh, and steps in. Uh, he holds holds the door up and says, please, gentlemen. Um, Thank you very much. Thank you. You step inside and uh, Professor Wagner there is a magnificent sort of emerald green um, Duesenberg, um, as beautiful as your car, maybe more beautiful. Uh, it's in fairly good condition. There's a little bit of dust on it. Uh, there are tools on the side that are hanging up, you know, for mechanic repairs and stuff like that. And you can see that in the back of the barn, uh, there are a number of tens of gasoline, uh, uh, gasoline cans that are stacked up there. You can also see that there is a, a, a place where the wall is missing that goes into the horse stables from the back from that spot. Um, it's musty smelling. It's uh, you can probably vaguely smell, you know, that horses were here. Um, it's got that sort of stable smell, but not very strong, very light. Uh, and with the door open, there's enough light coming in here that you can see. There's also slats and wooden thing. You can see light coming through. But the car is. Oof. Yeah, I'll go and admire uh, the car. It's, uh, he says, oh, yes, we used to we used to travel a bit, but um, now, you know, only occasionally for the uh, Mr. Wayland will go out for you know to the university or oh um, for long longer longer trips, but he hasn't done that in a long time. Oh, what a shame! Beauty, such a beauty, uh, should be kept in motion. Yes. Um. What are you doing? I actually have a question, Jeremiah. May I call you Jeremiah? Or should oh, Mr. Oh, please, find? please call me. Yes, I saw there was a hole outside that was dug out, and it had ashes in it. Oh, the ash pit. Yes, that's, uh, that's for disposing of things uh, that are no longer needed. By any chance, does that have anything to do with the ritual? Partly, yes. Certain things that are used in uh, sacred rituals are not supposed to be just thrown away. They need to be burned. How long has uh, Mr. Whalen been doing the ritual? Oh, for many years. I believe that he attempted it once before. And uh, uh, as I recall, he was uh, misled about the translation that he had of the ritual. Uh, it was a bad translation. Um, Miss Veronica is uh, hopefully correcting that. Miss Veronica is a daughter, right? Yes, they uh, they tend because I told you it's a long ritual. 
Uh, they tend to send me and my wife off on vacation. Uh, we spent quite a while in uh, in Europe last year. It was nice. very nice. Well, if I have any questions, I'm actually more curious on, is it by any chance, can I see the ritual happen? You can't actually see it happen. It's it's like I say, it takes 18 months to do. Uh, but um, I believe there's a copy. Uh, actually, the bad French copy is in the library of the uh, the operation, I think that it's called. Okay. I would have to tell Dr. Wheeler about that. I think he's in there right now. So, Pascal, you're looking at the car. Tell, describe what you're looking at. Where are you looking? Well, it, uh, just I uh, walk around it, like let uh, look into the interior, look at the uh, uh, the finishes. The, um, I look over to Linwood, and uh, would you mind if I take a look at the the engine? Oh, of course, a bit of a car in two Yes, so, I I'm not exactly sure how it opens. So you you know how it opens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it folds up sideways. All right. So you're doing that. Um, Jeremiah looks back and he says, oh, I do believe we have some gas cans back here. Oh, yeah. Um, I closed back again. Be be real beauty. So, so uh, I guess I would know what how much gas we need for a thirty mile trip to back to the gas station. Yeah, a few gallons would probably work. Um, so you're gonna go check the gas cans. Yeah. All right. Um, so you you move to the back and you uh, you start lifting up the gas cans. Unfortunately. You lift a couple of them up and they feel empty. Um, you try a couple others and they feel empty. And I would like you to do a luck roll. That's a 10 out of 80. That's a... Damn. That's extreme success. Do a 10 out of 80. You... Um, as you are doing this, you hear something in the other part of the barn where the stables are. And it sounds like a low growling. Oh. It doesn't sound like an animal growling. It sounds like a person imitating an animal growl. Hmm. Is everything okay, Let's sir? Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. So, uh, is there any gasoline? Perhaps I don't know if there's any in the car itself. So um, I, did, I didn't find any a full. Cap you didn't, cap. but you keep hearing this growling coming from. Um, do you? I kind of look to the. You said there's an opening to the. Yeah, the other it's just the place where there's no wall. Is there a, do you have a dog or something over there? Oh, no, no animals. Uh, what, 
maybe something ran in here and uh, maybe we should check Could now be. that you have a wild animal in the barn well there's not really any wild animals in the area except for raccoons and things like that it could be might be a skunk be careful be careful so uh, i won't go i'll go over first thing you can see is the first stall there's three see Mm -hmm. the first stall. there's there's nothing there but just as you start to clear the second stall and you're looking into the stall there is something crouched down in the center of the stall. It's too dark to see. The, the light that's coming in is coming from the front of the stable. So you're seeing the, the black shadow. And it growls. It becomes much louder all of a sudden as the thing leaps up and starts moving towards you. A do a dexterity roll. 81 out of 47. Oh. Okay. You uh you take a step backwards and the heel of your foot sort of hooks on a piece of wood and you tumble backwards uh hitting your head on the side of the barn so it gets hit hit by the wood. Uh you fall backwards and as you see this thing leaping you can definitely see that there are black claws as it's leaping towards you. Uh, but as you hit, your eyes close, you scream out, and there is suddenly nothing there. But both Jeremiah and uh, Victor come running around the corner. You do a sand check? Oh, oh dear. Did you? Did you? Yeah, you can do a sand check. Oh dear. Did you? Did you trip? Did you fall? Uh, success. Are you all right? Or yeah. Uh, just take one. Okay. Uh, Are you all right, sir? Yeah, he he starts uh, to help you. Something up. something jumped on me. Oh, oh dear, dear. Let's get you outside. Uh, Perhaps it was a spider. Well, Are you that, right, that must have been the largest spider I've ever seen. D- didn't you see anything? I didn't see anything. I mean, it must. Where did it go? Was it like human shaped or? Do a well, a wolf shaped or anything? No, you think it was human. In fact, you got the impression it was it was smaller, maybe even a female, a woman, like a a girl. You saw you saw what looked like hair, but it was too dark. Was like a girl with dark hair. Yeah, are you all, you you hit your head, sir? Please, please. Uh, and yeah. he, he takes you outside and pulls out his handkerchief, and uh, and gives it to you, in case maybe there's a little bit of blood from hitting the uh, wood. Thank you splinters. very much, uh, Linwood. Oh dear, dear. Um, well, we we didn't find any ghastly, but perhaps we can call uh, and have them bring some out. Yeah, that that sounds reasonable. Meanwhile. Uh, 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 Charlie, you were going to do something. You said, what did you want to do? Well, earlier when uh, we walked in, I noticed that the chandelier appeared to be damaged. The wires were frayed and 
not connected, but it seemed like the lights were still on. So right. as uh, they walk off and go to the the, gar- the barn, to the library, I'm going to kind of just look at the light fixtures and just kind of around the area and kind of wander a bit and, and see if what I noticed was true and if it's happening yeah. anywhere else in the home. It's not a huge chandelier because it's just mm-hmm. in the, the entryway. But, you know, it's maybe mm-hmm. two feet across, mm-hmm. has little crystals on it, uh, has little little arms that come out with little what look like fake candles with the little electric light bulbs on it. It's bright. It's it's <laughs> cheery looking. Uh, you can see the switch on the wall. Oh. But well, you flip the switch off, it goes off. You switch the switch on, it goes on. But you can distinctly see that it's been damaged, that part of it where it attaches to the ceiling, the... um. The electrical power lines are broken. They're they're frayed. They're they're damaged. And uh, damaged enough that it wouldn't create a connection, and there shouldn't you know, be power going it, to these. There lights. shouldn't it's not be power frayed. unless there's some hidden wires that you don't see. But then why not get rid of the old wires? Uh, you said there was a ladder that he was using to uh, dust yes. the chandelier. Yeah. Uh, I'll look around and see if anybody's looking kind of because it no. seems a little out of place to jump on a ladder and look at someone's chandelier. Jeremiah's out and, <laughs> and uh, Rosemary's in the kitchen. I'm not trying to move anybody's bust, you know. <laughs> Clearly a war crime. Uh, so if I don't notice anyone, um, I'm going to move the ladder over or position it so I can get a closer look at the wire. Now, I'm not planning. I'm not an electrician, so I don't plan to touch the wires or do anything with them. I, I just... I'm a little intrigued by what's happening here and weirded out, I guess, with the, the statue put me on edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie doesn't like statues. His dad had a statue. He always felt like he was watching him all the time. So he's already a little creeped out, I guess, and he's he just wants to inspect it. Yeah, you climb up, and um, well, do a spot hidden roll for me. My dice were hot earlier, so... Ooh, that'd be a 24 out of... So that'd be, uh, that'd be hard. So as you're looking at this, there are a couple things that seem a bit odd to you. Um, on first inspection, you can't, for the life of you, figure out how this thing is lit. Um, you don't see where the wires would connect, and the def- the, these definitely aren't. Um, if you are brave enough to touch the wires... There's absolutely no current running through them. You also notice you notice that it's not completely cleaned. It's still a little dusty. And it takes you a couple of seconds to realize that when you were standing down below on the ground, it looks clean. But when you're standing on the ladder up above looking at it, there's dust in all of the places where you can't see. They, um, like that no one had gotten up here to dust those places, like nooks and crannies, or more like... Well, that's, that's it seems what... odd that it looks clean, but it's not from this other angle. I'll look around that's, the room. That's definitely what you see. think for the first moment. Mm-hmm. But it seems... 
even all the way across every place on an arm or in a bowl or on you know directly underneath the light bulb there is a fairly consistent amount of dust it would have been very difficult to dust this and leave that without it coming down too oh wipe my finger if i can reach it i'll wrap my finger across the dusty arm or whatever it's it's definitely dust and i'll and it doesn't seem to be powder it just seems to be dust right yeah just dust is it still gone when i look back oh it's gone it's gone when you've wiped it away do as i look down do i see anything else that looks oddly out of place around the room or like you know how the dust is weird and i'm kind of like right looking around to see if anything else is kind of like that where no uh, looks different no. from the top than the bottom or whatever not really yeah okay. uh well I'll, I'll come down from the ladder once i've finished and uh okay. charlie will he's gonna look at the other light fixtures around the room i assume they have them sconces or something or lamps yeah. or whatever i'll kind those... of do a quick look at those those are attached a little bit more firmly. You can tell that the wires probably go directly into the wall, um, and they're lit as well. Okay, well, I'll kind of get a little creeped out. I'll look back at the statue again, and then I'm going to walk towards the library to join uh, January and Professor Wheeler. Okay. So the library is beautiful. Uh, it's... Um, it's there's hardwood floors everywhere in the house but in this room there's also some beautiful oriental carpets on the floor there are a number of wing uh, wing back chairs you know that come up to about here that are leather and uh, that sort of dark red color and um, there are books going up the walls with windows you know so you can see out uh, some of them have uh, glass cases on the front to keep the dust out but it looks like quite a collection of books. Some of them look older. Some of them look newer. Um, there is also a large lectern uh, uh, towards one side of the room, a big, you know, where you can put a big book. Uh, right. It looks it looks like an eagle. It's got its wings spread out. Um, it uh, and it has a big fat book. Um, you would guess probably like a big old Bible, one of those big old family Bibles. Right. There's also a fireplace in here. And uh, above the fireplace in this room is an old woodcut. Oh, interesting. Okay. Looks like, uh, you know, 15th century, maybe. It also huh. might look familiar. It might be something that you've seen in books on the occult right i was it looks like it would have some kind of relevance yeah for sure um so in this room if you're looking around uh you do notice uh a lot of books that you might already be familiar with things that you've read at the university the anthropologist would have looked at them for anthropo anthropological reasons Right. Um, humanities because you know these are beautiful old books and they have a lot of weird mysticism and stuff um one of them that's that's rather famous is you run across the key of solomon mm -hmm. which is often used in rituals and stuff like that um uh 
a quite a variety of texts relating to angels and demons and things like that. Um, and you do see a, a, a black tome uh, in the bookshelf uh, that is labeled in German. Um, so if you have German, um, you can read it, and it is the uh, it is the um, uh, das Buch der uh, Heiligen. Uh, my German is terrible. Uh, Magi von Abramelen dem Magier, the uh, the book of Abramelen the Magus. Uh, Ab Ab Abramelen the Mage. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be lying for that because it's relevant to our host. <laughs> All right. So you pull that down. Uh, it's a very beautiful book. It doesn't look particularly old. Uh, you see that it was translated. Um, uh, but this is a German copy from, from a French copy, from the original copy, uh, somewhat more modern than you'd expect. So I would like you, I've got the book here, and I would like to, you can read about Abramel and the Mage here, and this will give you more information about him. Um, sorry, it's a bit of text. <laughs> well, I just learned I've been spelling his name wrong. I've been spelling it like watermelon. Would you like to read that out loud for us? Sure. <clears throat> The Book of Avermelon, 15th century grimoire written by Abraham of Worms, or sorry, Abraham of Worms, born 1392, died 1458, a Jew from Worms, Germany. The focus of the book's long and complex ritual known as the Avermelon Operation, named after Avermelon the Mage, who taught it to Abraham. It allows magicians to contact their holy guardian angel. There are numerous benefits from knowledge and conversation with one's holy guardian angel. Initially, this allows the magician to summon and bind a myriad of demons so they can no longer have a negative influence upon the magician's life. Following this, the magician has the ability to use a number of magic squares in the book, giving them access to a wide range of powers. Examples, premonition, transmogrification, flight, invisibility, conjuration, etc. The text advises that these powers are only to be used when there's a true need for them. The book of... Uh, the Book of Sacred Magic of Avramel and the Mage is divided into three, quote, books. Book one is a letter from Abraham to his son, Lamech, explaining that the knowledge imparted in this collection will be his inheritance. Abraham then outlines the quest he undertook to obtain the, quote, veritable and sacred magic that has been passed down through the ages and ultimately to him by Avramel and the Mage. Book two contains the very detailed and complex instructions on how to perform the Avramelin operation. This involves months of prayer and studying of religious texts in a precisely constructed environment before the magician's holy guardian angel will appear. After this, the magician summons and binds the demons of hell. Book three contains a large number of magic squares and explains the powers that each one grants. They can only be used once the magician has communed with their holy guardian angel. It is systematic and or excuse me, its systematic and scientific-like approach to magic made the book popular with the cultists of the period, but it also developed a reputation as being dangerous. Because it detailed how to bind demons, some believed that dark forces desired this knowledge to be suppressed, and it therefore put owners of the book in danger. As you can see on the cover, it has its own magic square. 
Yes, and it has a very interesting magic square. Sato, Aripo, Tenet, Opera, Rotas, which is spelled the same in all of the directions. <coughs> and that is Latin. Does anybody have Latin? No. Oh. I do not have Latin. German. I have Greek. Is Greek uh, close enough? Not can we, Latin, but I'm not here. <laughs> it's like, can we backwards engineer from Spanish? <laughs> German, Greek, French, English. No. Hmm. You know, I think I remember Wagner saying he knew a bit of Latin. Maybe we should yeah. uh maybe we should show him this. Anyway, this seems to be the book. Um, if it's yeah. if it's written in German, uh, I am just going to walk with it and just start like perusing. Okay, it's um, very complex. It's it's exactly what it said that it was. Uh, seems like there's all sorts of oddities in this ritual that uh, you need a bed of sand. You use a long uh, stick with uh, that's. Uh, like a, a large magic wand to write symbols in the sand. Uh, mm. You say prayers, you have purification rituals, you are only allowed to eat certain things, and um, it's very, very complicated. Uh, and it would take, oddly enough, this book says six months. Hmm. Well, um, you see this here, and uh, I'll point it out to uh, Dr. Jenkins. Says the timeline for this, uh, at least this copy says that the timeline for this is about six months. But the butler said he's been doing it for 18. 18, yeah. Butler Maybe also their said, German isn't as good as mine. True. They're the probably not also, a professor like we are. The butler also did mention uh, that he'd received a fraudulent or a poorly translated copy. So I'm wondering if maybe this is... Uh, Another, you know, another incident of that. Oh, oh. Wait, sorry, it just occurred to me. If he went through the whole process and it took six months and then failed and then started with a working copy. No, that would only be 12. This is why I was in humanities and not a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we're huh. talking, I want to like make my way over and look at whatever the big book was on okay. the eagle. On the lectern. Yep. Um, yeah, it is a big Bible, and there are two bookmarks. Uh, you want to turn to them? Yes, please. Right. The first one is <laughs> like this. It's in the beginning. And if you uh. would read that for us. Genesis chapter three, and the Lord God said, behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life that's the first one do you want to look at the second one 
Yes, please. Okay, a little bit longer uh, passage, but this is the second one that's marked. Ezekiel <clears throat> chapter one. And I looked and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself and a brightness was about it. And out of the mist thereof as the color of amber out of the mist of the fire. Also out of the mist thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man and everyone had four faces and everyone had four wings. And their feet were straight feet, and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot, and they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides, and their four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They went everyone straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man and the face of a lion on the right side, and therefore, and they four had the face of an ox on the left side, they four also had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces, and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. And they went every one straight forward. Whither the spirit was to go, they went, and they turned not when they went. Huh. <laughs> Perhaps these um, are the beings Mr. Whalen are trying to summon. Seems um, like it. Let me jump back to the guys outside. Uh, so uh, Jeremiah is helping you back get back to the house. Um, uh, you were bleeding just a little bit. Uh, uh, Professor Wagner, um, but it's it's stopped just as you're as you're walking. I'd like you both to do spot hidden wounds. I got a fourteen. Nice. How'd you do, Pascal? Fifty four <clears throat> out of fifty. So fail. Okay, a victor. Out of the corner of your eyes, you're about halfway back to the house. Um, you see something, and uh, it startles you. So you you turn your head quickly, but you see in that moment there is something. It looks like a woman. Um, she is. She looks like somebody who's. Covered in filth, covered in dirt. Um, she's running through the woods towards the well. And uh, she's sort of loping like an animal as she's doing it. And when she gets to the well, she seems to just leap up and dive into the well. And you're... It happened so quickly that you're not quite sure you saw what you think you saw, but you did see something. Somebody <laughs> just ran and jumped into that well. I stopped Wagner, literally grabbing by the arm. I'm so I know you're injured, but did you see that? What? There was some 
rabid woman that just ran by right now. A woman, she... like like a, a smallish woman, long black black hair. Yeah, you wish yeah, yeah, that yeah, her hair was black, 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 but it was dirty. What? Uh, where? It's just there. She ran from one point to the well and just jumped right in. It, she she jumped into the well. Yeah, jump literally just went in there. You didn't uh, hear I, any splash or anything. No. Uh off towards the well. Oh. Oh, sir, you should really come in and and, and take uh, a rest. Is, it, is this well uh, in use? Um yes, I believe. So. We don't use it inside the house. We have internal plumbing, but it's Do you mind by any chance that we go just walk by it? I would uh, really I'm like not... to see it. Well, certainly, gentlemen. I I feel perhaps I should call um I'll call for you and uh, get them to bring some gasoline out. Okay. Can we walk by yeah, ourselves over there? Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, so he goes off towards uh, towards the house. You guys start walking towards Never the well. Wagner, just describe this girl again that you saw in the barn. I didn't, I couldn't really make anything out. It was like a diminutive figure, like. Uh, small woman or or a teen uh, all i saw were those dark hair and like it was nearly like claws she stretched uh, towards me she was at a distance but you thought that she was like dressed her. in white uh, okay. but it's uh, filth i think yeah who, who who thought uh, that was victor victor saw okay. her in the light you saw her in yeah. the dark that she, I don't know, but she just seemed like some rabid woman that just what could have been the same thing that you saw in, in the garage. I mean, how many uh, strange, wild women uh, are running around here? In the middle of nowhere? Some... I don't know. <laughs> well, at least I hope so. One is more than enough. So we... You are approaching the well. The... Yeah. What do you want to do? You're five feet from the well. Um, I'm moving cautiously towards yeah, the well. the same. <laughs> it's okay. the same. Like you both to do spot hiddens as you look into the... Do I see... Uh, is there anything I could... Like a, a shovel, a branch, anything? I mean, there's stuff that's in the garage where you just can't... Yeah, but not right here. Yeah, you don't see anything here. Oh, oh, eight. Oh. That's an extreme. A 19. Nice. Oh. Um, yeah, Pascal. I mean, uh, Dr. Wagner. You you step forward. The, the stones of the well are maybe, oh, a foot, you know, across. You've got a foot circle. You've got a little thing above it, a little, uh, like, uh, I don't know what you call it, above it, and a, and a rope. It goes down with a bucket. The bucket's hanging right there. You look down into the well, and about 10 feet down in the well, clinging to the sides of the stones and staring up at you is this woman. Uh, she looks like she's a bit elderly. Uh, her hair isn't dark, but it's matted with dirt and grime. It's maybe blonde. Um, 
she opens up her eyes and they are just blank white eyes. She opens up her mouth and they are shark's teeth as she growls suddenly and begins to come up the well. Victor, you see this as well. Uh, you can both take sanity. Do sanity okay. rolls. Eighty. That's a fail. I did twenty nine. And that's a uh, regular. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Victor, you take two points of damage, and Pascal, do a one d four plus one. Wow. Uh, that's two as well. Okay. Uh, you both gasp and probably call out quickly as you move away from the well, but nothing comes out. <laughs> nothing comes out of the well. What? And about that, as you as you step back in horror, um, suddenly you hear a voice come from behind you, and uh, it startles you. Um, but as you turn around, there is a gentleman. Uh, who looks very much like the statue. Don't um, show me. <laughs> uh, he's walking towards you, and he says, uh, gentlemen, uh, are you all right? Um, Jeremiah was telling me of your problem. You look uh, quite pale. He said that you'd hit your head. Oh, uh, uh, I tell you, I don't know what... Miss- Mr. Oh, Wayne, you, you 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 seem like you're quite. Should we go into the house? Uh, and have uh, you lay on the divan in the in the parlor? Uh, Mr. Wayland, uh, you are Mr. Wayland, right? Yes, I am Augustine Wayland. Uh, uh, Professor uh, Wilbur uh, Wagner, pleased to meet you. Uh, he there is a, <laughs> Victor Howard. I'm looking over my shoulder. There's a. <laughs> A woman in the well. A woman, you say? And he uh, yes. walks past you, and he goes over to the well, nothing, and uh, he leans over the well. And as he leans over the well, you see these two clawed arms reach up from just inside the well, grab him by the side of the head, and Pull him down I try into to. the well. You see blood splash <laughs> and splatter. You can do sanity rolls again. Oh, 82. Fail again. Uh, 37. Okay. Take two. Do 1d4 plus one. And this is especially traumatic. Thing. That's four points. Four points. Uh, Pascal, I mean, uh, Dr. Wagner, you're completely unnerved by this, almost, almost to the point of hysteria, but you're keeping yourself together. And, and, and uh, Victor, how did you do? Uh, I did 37. So you're just one or two points, or two points. Yeah, two points. Yeah. Um, you're both quite shaken, especially since a moment later, Right behind you, another voice comes, rather the same voice, and Mr. Wayland walks up to you and says, Gentlemen, are you all right? Uh, you seem quite what, disturbed by something. Uh, what the, 
Well, I think you should come inside the house. You, uh, you, uh, Jeremiah said that you'd hit your head. Hold on, Wagner. We need to process this right now before we decide to do anything. I, I, I don't really know I, that much I, about I, psychology, I, 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 but you seem to be having some difficulty. Yeah, well, I, 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 I've hit my head harder than I thought. Yes, unfortunately, the nearest hospital is quite a ways away. Yeah. See what we can do. And he begins to escort you back to the house. Uh, do you... I know. Do you happen to have maybe some gin or bourbon? I know it's not allowed, but... Um, and he says gin or bourbon? I'm not precisely sure... Is it uh, medication? Or a glass or? of wines. Wine. Um, uh, we'll see. Never we'll mind. see. We'll ask Rosemary and see what she has in the pantry. And he escorts you back to the house. Um, just as you come inside the foyer, you see Jeremiah on the phone, and you hear him saying, "Oh yes, that's splendid." Um, I'll tell them uh, that you're coming. And he hangs up the phone and comes over and he says, well, I do have some good news and uh, it, it requires a bit of your patience. But uh, uh, Michael at the uh, place where we get our groceries, uh, he says he will pick up a five gallon tin of gasoline and bring it out here. But he needs to wait until he's off of work. Uh, which is at six. Um, so he won't be here until about 6.45 or 7 tonight. Um, and uh, Mr. Wayland immediately says, well, in that case, uh, why don't you just stay until that happens and you can join in the party. You can be, you can just join us. We have plenty of room at the table. Um, please be our guests. Thank you. Um, and you can sort of vaguely hear the others in the library. Now, I believe the others are in the library. Okay, but we, Dr. Wagner, we need to talk to the other professors as well. And Wayland says, if you'll, if you'll excuse me, uh, we're preparing. I came because I'd heard that you had injured yourself. I'm glad to see that you're not too physically injured. But if you'd like to sit down or lay down on the divan, please make yourself at home. Uh, our friends are in in the library, you said? Yes, this door right here. Oh, okay, thank you. Which you guys kept, have to kind of walk. He's got to walk kind of past it to get to the stairs. going. And the rest of you suddenly hear he comes, uh, they come walking inside the house. Uh, when uh, we step into the library, I... Uh, Close you guys notice that he's very pale. Is there a door to the library? Or? Yes, there is. There's like a pocket door. Say. Okay. Good God, Ben Fogner, are you all right? Oh, my God. I go over to him and I take out my flask of gin and I hand it to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. I'm, I take a swig. Did someone paint you with lead paint? Here's something. Wait, what happened out there? We just 
it's too hard to explain. Victor, well, you, you saw that saw that as well. Yes, I saw Wayland something. Was this thing grabbed Wayland, and there was blood. Just have you came. guys have you guys met Wayland yet? Has he introduced himself to you? No, no. Yeah. We uh, we got an introduction. Uh, can I? <laughs> okay. Um, Wagner, what? You said you fell and hit your head. We were at the at the barn at the garage. There, there were they have a car there. There were a lot of uh, gas cans, but they were all empty. And then I heard this, like somebody doing a growling noise. And like so, like not an animal, like somebody growling. Yeah, like like somebody, but. Uh, I went to check if I thought maybe it was an animal and somebody or somebody who got caught in uh, broke in and got caught in the barn and then I was well there was this this woman she jumped on me and I fell I stumbled backwards and hit my head and then she was gone and when we were outside in the uh, on the grounds Victor saw her as well hmm she jumped into the the well you said and when we looked she she was in the well and she jumped at us but she didn't come out and then mr wayland appeared uh, and he checked the well and we saw as she she like grabbed him and ripped him apart while dragging him into the the well i, I know it sounds crazy and the next moment he's standing behind us And here we Dr. Are. Wheeler, you want to do a psych call? I mean, uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Irwin, you want to do a That's, psych call? I was going to say, I, I would kind of <laughs> give him a once-over and see if he's suffering from shock or any kind of psychosis. I did well. I got a 22. These dice are good tonight. Uh, he, um, I think that's going to be... That's a hard. Yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that Victor seems to be humoring him... You'd almost think that he'd had some sort of psychotic break, but maybe he did injure himself pretty badly. It doesn't look that bad back of his head. Mm. It sounds nuts. You know, earlier when we were walking in, I noticed the chandelier. It's it's not wired at all. I, I went up there and I took a look and it's not wired. There's no electricity going to it. But when I would flip the switch on and off, the lights would turn it off and on but there's there's no electricity there's no reason it should be on so that also was something i found a bit strange but here have some uh, i'll reach a, into my pocket and i just pull out some valium and give it to uh, oh, professor Wright, my personal supply <laughs> as you guys are standing there for a moment there is suddenly uh, uh you could hear a knock on the front door a moment later you see uh jeremiah walk Oh, you can't see because the door. You hear <laughs> Jeremiah's footsteps, click, 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 going past your door towards the front. And you hear him open the front door and you hear him say, oh, I'm so glad that you've arrived. Uh, you're a bit early, but uh, uh, we're looking uh, very for forward to, to tonight's festivities. And you hear a, a man's voice. He says, ah, oh, Jeremiah, I haven't seen you for a while. Um, anything new going on? Hear Jeremiah say, "Well, we have a number of guests. Um, 
that are unexpected. Uh, their car broke down on the road, uh, out, uh, out, out on the road. Uh, I, they ran out of gas. Um, you hear, oh, that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, uh, how many? And he says, there's five of them. They're all professors from Miskatonic. And he's like, ah. He says, well, I'll look forward to talking to them. Where are they? He says, just, they're in the library. This guy's just telling everyone everybody's business. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you hear two sets of foot, you know, footfalls outside. Um, and the uh, the pocket door just suddenly slides open. And uh, you see this gentleman standing there. Looks like a fairly young fellow, maybe in his 20s. Uh, very, very smartly dressed. And uh, he sees you and he says, well, uh, he says, uh, hello, my name is uh, Lester Goodman. Oh. He says, oh. Uh, he says gentlemen, <laughs> okay. lady, ma'am. He says, um, Jeremiah tells me that you're all professors. How remarkable. Uh, I had no idea that Wayland knew such people. Um, well, we, we we are. Oh, uh, that's right. I, you, your, your car. You're, you're not actually uh, guests, but uh, you've uh, uh, Mr. granted the hospitality of Mr. Wayland. What's the name uh, again? Uh, Lester Goodman, and he shakes your hands, Miss. Very oh, nice. hi. Very nice. Hi. You don't happen very to be nice here by by motor Jim. car. Oh, well, I was dropped off, he says. Uh, <clears throat> while, before I forget, would it be possible for me to turn, because you said the in the description of the, the German book, mm -hmm. that the third section contains a number of the Kenya, or uh, Kamiya. Um, could I turn to one that might match, or search for one that might match the markings on the, uh, pet, on the uh, bust? Um, you, you don't find anything in particular. You find okay. information on, there's various uh, levels of Magic Square, and Saturn is one of the simplest ones. Um, some of them are very complex with multiple, you know, five lines across and five lines down. But obstacle is just a word that's created right. with it. So you do see hundreds of oh, okay. sigils. Not necessarily what they mean, though. Interesting. Oh well. Well, um, they're distracted by this new guy. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to slide back over to the lectern okay. and um, see, look at something I see over on it. Okay. So the lectern looks like this. Oh, it's very and nice. You notice that oh. in the middle of the chest, it's a Santa is... hat. <laughs> another uh, another sigil, and uh, the keyboard turn it out to the others, this. or do you, the others might notice too. So this one looks like that. Let's go. Okay. Um, you pointed out seven, this all. seven nine nine one six. Five, seven, nine, nine, one, six, five. Giraffe. It's not giraffe. Fuck. Giraffe works though. <laughs> oh, what? oh no, it doesn't. I spelled giraffe wrong. 
I'm just trying to be that. <laughs> Prison. Prison. <gasps> that is correct. Really? Oh, good job. Well, like, like I missed the uh, second nine. I was like, still making sense. Lester is uh, uh, pulls out his pipe and lights up. So, so uh, what are you all professors of? Uh, I'm, as I said, Doctor Wheeler, I'm professor of humanities. Huh. Humanities. So, um, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. We cover. We cover Western philosophy, great writers. Um, uh, so lots of well. books. I'm myself, I'm in books. Uh, I have a bookstore in Boston on uh, Beacon Hill. Um, mostly, uh, you know, we get some outside customers, but mostly I procure books for collectors and so forth. That's why I'm here. Uh, not particularly for that at the moment, but because the, uh, the copies of certain texts that... Uh, that old Wayland uh, was looking for, I, I found for him. Yes, he had mentioned there was an issue with the translation of uh, yeah. well, of this book. Um, and I'll hold up the the German uh, book of Abermellon. Yeah, that one was translated by Samuel Mathers, and um, apparently there were some serious mistakes in it, especially concerning the the, the ritual and how long it would take and so forth. Um, it was after that uh, that uh, that old Wayland started, you know, looking for. He started asking questions, started going around, and uh, I I can't even remember how I found out about it, but uh, I contacted him, and it took a while, but we mm-hmm. managed to uh, to find a, a a German copy in the original language, and. Uh, uh much and that's where he found out what it was 18 months i think he he needed some other articles too for his uh his little uh ritual but now i guess we're here for veronica she's going to start the whole process just as an aside so he says they found a translation in the in german from it was was the original language yes Uh, oh in the original language it was a copy from the original language so it's not the book i'm holding Oh no, that one, that one's okay. the Mathers copy. It's it's interesting, but it's a bad translation. Well, do you have a business card? I'd like oh, to Oh, yes, um, of course. I keep a, a, a card. I keep a private library uh in my study on the campus and um like to k- gather books of uh Shall we say a subversive nature? I feel that um, um, knowledge knowledge should not be locked away. Did Jeremiah say you're from Miskatonic? I'm not surprised. Uh, you, we do have a penchant for that. But no, actually, I'm originally from Los Angeles. I'm a recent addition to Miskatonic over there. Oh, I see. Well, that's that's very interesting. Um, so I guess you're staying then for the. <laughs> festivities it appears so mr wheeler's kindly uh i'm sorry mr wayland has kindly extended his hospitality to us mm. do you do you know much about what the t- tonight's proceedings not really i don't quite give in get into all of the occult stuff i mean i do there's a lot of money to be made in finding those books <laughs> but um it's a business it's a business for me you know i understand but please uh meet the rest of my compatriots 
and he beats you all. Do you put much stock in all this pish posh about rituals and summoning angels and whatnot? It doesn't matter if I believe in it as long as they believe in it and they're willing to pay the right price to get the book. Um, I've gone through quite a few uh, very odd books in the the past. Not always. You know, sometimes they just want uh, uh, Don Cervantes or or something like that. Uh, but uh, that's my that's my job. <laughs> and about that time, you hear another knock at the door. Uh, this time the door is open, so you see you see Jeremiah go past. And you hear him go to the door, and he not he opens up the door, and he says, "Ah, oh, you've arrived. We're so uh, happy to have you with us again this evening." And uh, the voice is also male, not dissimilar from uh, from Lester. And uh, he says, "Ah, oh, Jeremiah, it's been so long. Um, perhaps, uh, uh, perhaps what?" Uh, Five years, maybe? And he says, oh, maybe that long. Uh, he says, uh, how's it going? Anything new? And they, you can hear the door close. And he says, well, we do have some unexpected guests. They're, uh, they're professors from the Miskatonic. Their car ran out of gas, and we're trying to get gas for them. But they're probably going to stay the evening. And he says, oh. He says, where are they? He says, in the library. And you see Jeremiah walk by the door, and suddenly a gentleman comes around the corner. And he says, ah, gentlemen, uh, Lester Goodman. And he holds out his hand, and he is an identical copy of the Lester Goodman. Are there two Lester Goodman now? There are two Lester Goodmans, yes. And he says, says, oh, we, we we heard that you were from the Miskatonic. And he looks over and he goes, oh, my God, Lester, you're here. And they sort of come together and they hug. And he says, Lester, I had no idea you were going to be here. He says, oh, indeed, yes, yes, uh, I was invited by Wayland himself. And he says, wow, that's fantastic. He says, uh, well, uh, I guess I haven't met them yet. And he says, well, you know, that's Professor uh, Professor Wagner and that's Professor uh, Wheeler and Professor uh, Jenkins. And he's like, oh, I'm very glad to meet you. And he shakes your hand. Are you all twins? And they look at each other and they go, twins? What are you talking about? Okay. I mean, the same nothing age. Alike. Uh, they look I, exactly uh, the same? Identical. Us? They're right I down to there. I will to Dr. to Dr. Jenkins and hold my hand out for the for her flask. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have the same outfit on? Same outfit? Yeah, like, exactly the same. In fact, Lester you, number two says, you know, I'm 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 quite into books. I have a bookshop on Beacon Hill in Boston. He says, here's my card, and he hands you an identical. I'm going to take the duplicate card. Uh, out of curiosity, is this do we need do we need to roll for this? You can roll for it if you want, sanity. Oh, well, I, mean, I don't want to roll for it. I mean, don't each other. <laughs> meeting identical twins is not odd unusual, but <sighs> How do you two know each other? Oh, we've we've been old friends. Uh, and the second one says, "Yes, I sometimes procure books for Mister Wayland and and other artifacts that he needs for his magical rituals." Uh, we're here tonight just to celebrate his daughter's. Uh, Who, who's got the ever. first business card? I I do. He's got them both. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm I'm distinctly keeping the first one in my right hand and the second one in my left hand. <laughs> can I have? Can I take a look at those? Sure. So I'm going to hand them. This is the first, and this is the second. And I guess they're identical. They are identical. Uh, I'm going to look at Wagner and go. Are you sure I didn't get hit hit by, like get hit by a chandelier or something? This is. I'm asking. And right I, now, I turn to towards the out there? both of the Goodmans. Um, you're aware that you have the same business addresses. Wait, I don't think so. Oh, well, uh, these are your cards. Look at it. No, no, he's at three fifty one on Beacon Hill, and I'm at three fifty one on Beacon Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I take out a notebook and start taking notes, just like, I'm going to get rich. <laughs> um, okay. And now they don't, oh. they, they, they have the same personality, but they're not doing the same thing. One of them is smoking his pipe. One of the isn't it? He's like, um, where's, uh, where's Rosemary? Do you think I can get some coffee? And he sort of steps and he looks down the hallway. Um, yeah. What a, what do all of you think about a nice stroll, like? I mean, down the entryway and back out through the front gate, like thirty miles. <laughs> 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 um, uh, you know, it is a tempting offer, Wagner. Um, uh, I would just like to point out, I am still holding that that sort of defective copy. Um, and it's probably going to come with me if we do end up going anywhere. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay. I mean, is there a gas leak? Like, are we all, like, we're all seeing this, right? Mm-hmm. Are you, yes. say, are you talking are about this out loud or is this? No, I'm sort of in like character? in a huddle with Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of sneak into that huddle because I did see something. Yeah. Uh, yes, we are all seeing this right now. Okay. I, I, I guess. I mean, they could, they could, you know, they could just be twins. They could just be messing with us. I don't know. We, Wagner, Wagner and I saw something outside too, where Waylon was murdered in front of us. Did you guys and then, drink anything? Well, from the, the hostess? The the ice no, we coffee. haven't received our the yeah lemonade. you've you've had coffee or oh, tea oh, okay. or lemonade or whatever. You know, honestly, they could have spiked our drinks. This is this is a bit weird. I've heard of some psychedelics that they've been testing. Um, hmm. this, they could have given us something in the tea or the coffee. You know, not psych- a, do a psychology to me. Do a psychology or medical role out of here. here. Oh yeah, that's not that's not that's not good. Uh, I got a seventy-seven out of seventy-five. I so remember I you have luck. I do have luck. I will spend two luck. Okay, that's a good amount. I say I just met my psychology of thirty. Okay. I was both saying, of you then, special, uh, right? Both of you, especially the the clinical psychologist. Right, that, I definitely want to pass. I don't want you. <laughs> that people who are on drugs don't act normal. And when you look around at all of you, you're all acting normal, although you're having weird experiences. Um, none of you feel drunk or 
Well, except maybe during Jan- uh, January <laughs> with her gin. <laughs> she doesn't have that much gin in that that flask. Um, but uh, yeah, none of you seem drunk or intoxicated or drugged or anything like that. There's something okay. There's a knock off. at the front door. And you see Jeremiah walk by. I look up and I'm just going, if there's a third one. (laughs) He goes to the front door. You hear him open it. And he says, oh, sir, I'm so glad that you've arrived. Uh, Everybody's in the library sort of chit-chatting. And you hear that same voice saying, ah, Jenkins, it's been so long since I've seen you, et cetera, et cetera. And suddenly around the corner comes... Lester Goodman, number three. I'm out. <laughs> Do you think we should head to another farmhouse? There has to be another dwelling. We saw more lines. Should we? Should we? Should we leave? So if we try to leave, where would we go? And we could walk down the road. I mean, we could just walk out the Absolutely. gate and down the road and see if we can find another farmhouse. Uh, we found this place. You said earlier. There was a, a a hallway that ends abruptly at what looked like to be like a washroom. Yes, that's where the phone is. There's probably what looks like a washroom there. I'm going to excuse myself, um, and I would like to make use of that washroom because I desperately need some cold water on my face. Okay. Um, um, and I'm kind of wondering. I need to use the restroom right now, so let's take a <laughs> let's take a quick bathroom break. Sure. All right, so um, Dr. Wheeler, you get to the restroom. It's a very nice restroom, um, uh, well-appointed. Uh, there is a commode and a sink, and uh, you don't see a like a, a shower or anything. This is a guest restroom, so it's not right. for it's not a full restroom. I would like I would... you. Uh, oh. I uh, I assume you're going to use the commode. Uh, that actually was not my intent. Okay. Um, I was coming in here because uh, I wanted to see if we had any of our magical square friends squiggled anywhere in this room. Oh, okay. Yeah, you look around. You don't see anything like that. I'd do a spot hidden for me. Okay, I've got a 35, which unfortunately... Oh, actually is exactly my hard success number. You're looking around. There's there's not a lot in here. There's towels. The towels look nice. They're soft. Um, the sink is clean. Uh, the water is it runs when you when you turn it on. And you look up, and standing right behind you is this woman. Uh, she is disheveled, and she is growling and. Oh. She's covered in blood, and she has sharp teeth, and she looks like this. I was going to say, before I die. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) She howls at you, and as you sort of jump forward and almost climb up onto the sink, Ah. you you look around behind you, and there's nobody there. Does she, uh, since I had taken special care to look at the portraits in the parlor, does she look like anybody in those portraits? Yeah. 
She looks like the wife. Oof. Although the wife's in much better condition. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so I'm going to, obviously I have screamed and have almost climbed the sink here. Yeah. Um, Those of you in the house, you hear him yell as he's in the restroom. Maybe he fell in. We run to him. I'll head down that way. I'll head down that way. Running towards the screen. Going past the phone as you do. It's in one of those little phone cubbies, if you've ever seen them. in the phone cubby. I'll I'll actually stop at the cubby if they're walking by. Okay. Um, And yeah, he, uh, uh, Douglas uh, suddenly, uh, you hear the door handle latched like this, and he gets out of there as quickly as he can, shaking. And I'm like holding the door closed and just like. <laughs> Douglas. And we just knock real hard. Boom, boom, okay? boom, boom. Oh, no, I'm outside. I'm outside. He, he comes out. Oh, okay. Door closed. <laughs> okay. What happened? Okay. What happened? Uh, I'm looking down the hallway. Is there anybody other than us visible? Mm-mm. No. This is us. So I'm going to. You he, can hear like, the Lester's talk. Right. He's like white knuckled, like on the door handle, like just holding it shut. He like, let's go. And then starts patting around for the book, which he realizes he's, he's left in the wash closet. You can see him contemplate the door for a minute. And he goes, he turns to, uh, to Wagner and to uh, uh, Professor Harrow and says, I, uh, <clears throat> I think I met your friend, and uh, did you by chance do a sanity roll? I didn't. No, sorry. What do I? I um, is it just a D one hundred? Yeah. Okay. For sanity, I got a thirty-one. Current is fifty-five. Okay, so you pass. Just take take a couple points of sanity damage. So two. Yeah. Okay. So I go down to fifty-three. Um. Okay. I met your um, <clears throat> friend. And, um, uh, I mean, the sink is still in one piece. Um, also, I think it's his wife. His wife? Yeah. Remember the portraits in the parlor? The parlor was just right there, too. Um, that could be something. There's a lot of implications that I can't think about right now. Uh, Victor, I have left my book in the wash closet. Could you get it for me? Because I am not going back in there. <laughs> sure. Which book did you leave there? Um, it's the, uh, <laughs> uh, the German book. The book of Abramel and the Mage. You know, now that I think about books, when we were in the garage... Uh, Jeremiah was mentioning something about a French book called The Operations. Did you guys find that at the library? No, we found a German copy that contains supposedly the same information. It's a German copy of a French translation. Thank uh, you. A German copy of a so French translation. That would translation. have been the wrong um, French. I'm looking, at, I'm looking around for anything like a... <laughs> A poker. Oh well, there's there's fire pokers and stuff. Yeah, fire fireplaces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can go in and I grab the book real quick. Okay. Open the door. Grab it. You open the door. There's there's nothing in there, but perhaps the smell of Mister of Doctor Wheeler's farts as he <laughs> freaked out and 
Um, and about that time, you hear a knock at the door, and uh, you can see oh, sort no, of no. the shadow through the side window of somebody standing there. And Jeremiah comes out of the kitchen, which is all the way down at the other end of the hall. He comes out. You For a moment, you can see inside the kitchen. He comes past the dining room, uh, walking towards you. And he's like, oh, is everything all right, gentlemen? There's, there's somebody at the door. And he uh, he goes to the door and opens it. And it's Lester Goodman number four. <laughs> <laughs> and the same sort of conversation. Um, this Lester, as he comes in, I mean, looks the same, uh, same sort of affable nature. Uh, but in this case, you guys are all standing near the restroom. Right. And and he says to Jeremiah, he says, well, you didn't tell me there was going to be a line. And he uh, he goes in with the other Lesters. And Lester, oh, my God, it's so nice to see you again. Okay. I think either we no, all collectively a, lost it, so or there's something very strange going on. You mean what's in the book, or why am I attached to it? <laughs> Both. Why are you attached well, to this book? Well, we're going crazy. Well, it's a very interesting book. My guess... Yeah... Um, my guess is that they're my current working theory is going to make me sound like a madman and you will have me committed. So I'm going to keep that to myself. Just tell us your theory, because I think we're at a point. Well, I'm not there. I'm at the phone, so I right. won't have you committed. Oh, okay. Um, you went to the phone. Um, <laughs> what did you want to find out about the phone? Oh, uh, I, was, I was just making a joke, but uh, I'm going to call the operator. Okay. You pick up the phone. You hear it ring. Um, there's a moment when you hear uh, operator. Uh, yes, uh, I was calling. Uh, can you tell me where I'm calling from? We're a bit lost out in the country. Um, this number is registered to a Mr. Wayland, um, mm -hmm. Augustine Wayland. Do you have a location for where he is? We're trying to call for a car or uh, a mechanic to come out here to take a look at our car and if we could give him a location it would be appreciated well his address is listed as um and as she says the address the the static rises up on the phone and I'll kind of you know hit it whatever you know yeah it's as if she said something but you didn't quite hear what it was I'm sorry. I, I, there seemed to be some static. Could you repeat that? I'm sorry. Yes, of course. Um, you're calling from, and the line goes dead. And then I'll, you know, nothing. I'll, you know, nothing. You hear the, yeah. I'll nothing. hang up and I'll be like, I need to get out of here. I'll make my way over to join the rest of the group, but I'm going to go towards, uh, January specifically. Okay. And kind of be like, we should, we should leave. We should get out of here. This is something's not I, right. I, I totally agree. I don't want to be here anymore. I think we'll have better luck if we, if we head down the road. I, I tried calling I, the operator, and she yeah. answered me, and it it went dead immediately. Some someone cut the line or something. Um, I some, think that might be a problem. 
Think what? about it. One of the 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 Kamiya, one of them is obstacle. The other is prison. What? I mean, we've got six of the same uh, guy. Sorry, <laughs> six of the same guy in the in the study. What what are you saying? Do you mean that you don't want to imply that? No, I don't want to, but what else is there? Have you met identical sextuplets? I mean, we could just walk out the door yeah, and at least give it a shot. Like, they've been going outside. Out the door? You think what's in this book is, is real? It's pish posh. I told you you'd have me committed. Um, I don't think it's, I mean, how else do you explain this? How do you, you the, the women, the know. woman that, I don't Drugs, care. Psych psychedelics. I I don't know, but I think we should we should leave. And Doug, if you want to stay, be my guest. Oh, I don't want to be here. So <laughs> I let's go with you guys. Um, I am going to then, on our on our way out. I am going to uh give the book to one of Lester Goodman's one of the Lester Goodman's to put back on the shelf. Okay. Yeah, he does. Um. Uh, no, Charlie, we're leaving. I can't stay here anymore. I can't hear you, Charlie. Let's let's head on out. We can walk out the door. Okay. Come on. Okay. Yep. So let's we're go. we're we're I guess we're all as as the Scooby Gang headed towards the door. <laughs> all right. So uh, you step out the door out of the front porch, and it's now late afternoon. The sun is probably slowly approaching the horizon. The shadows in the yard are longer. Um, the trees that sort of surround the property, you know, cast shadows into the yard. I'd like you all to do spot hiddens. I did have a flashlight when I was helping with the car. It's not that dark, but yes. Okay. okay. I, I got another you want me to have it or hard success. To see if I would have put it in my hard pocket. success. I got a hard success. Holy sh! So did I. We are on fire tonight. <laughs> I got a nineteen, man. I'm doing this is great. Yeah. As you step out onto the porch of the house and you look over, that woman with the sharp teeth is right near the front gate oh. she is she is crouching uh, and sort of moving around as if she's hunting for something like something on the ground maybe something to eat um, oh, i hate it when i'm right she's now. moving like an animal uh that's her yeah. like a predator we can't go that way. If you haven't seen her yet, you can do a spot hidden. I mean, you can do a um, a sanity roll. If you haven't or have? If you haven't seen her. Oh, I haven't Now seen you're her. seeing her. I failed. Oh, 96. Oh. Yeah, 1d4 plus 1. 1d4. I got a 2. So a 3. I got a 3 as well. Oh, okay. same things. You are shaken. You are shaken. You gasp, but you are in control of yourselves. Okay. Professor Wagner, did, didn't you say there was a car in the the barn? Yes, but but there's no gas in it as well. You ch you check the tank. 
Did I? I think I did. Uh, I didn't hear you say it, but I was. I think you hit your head before everything kind of got lost. I'm not. I'm not. Maybe we should check again. I, I, I'm sure about the ga- uh, gas cans, but I, I'm not really sure about the car. Is it is would the barn be away from her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like kind of behind towards the, the house. Back. Yeah. Right. I will. I do have to point out that it's nothing but open lawn between the front porch and the barn. <laughs> well, and flowers and stuff. Right. But she could come straight for it. Oh, those. Let's see, so, those uh, those chrysanthemums are going to slow her down. <laughs> so as we as we troop over there, I'm. I, it was just an idea. I'm we not turning away just, from this uh, this I mean, apparition. <laughs> the poker. Maybe we can send some lessers out here to find her. Like they, there's extra. So if all this is being caused, what if they're doing the ritual over? What if we stop the ritual? Can we stop uh, it? Where where is the ritual at exactly? Well, I'm willing the to freaking, bet it's upstairs. The creepiest place that there is, the mausoleum. Well, that's a massive assumption. Let's go. go She's coming. Let's go. Let's stop it. No. Yes. The, we should stay in the house. Like what? Or go for the car. I don't know why going to a grave would do anything. No. She's blocking our exit. I mean, a car would not. We could hit her over. with the car. All right, yes. we're Let's going to the car, that. and then we're gonna. We'll see if there's gas. I guess. Okay. But Wagner, she was already. You, still you have said that she was fireplace poker. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, you grabbed it. You it's said your she security was... blanket. I'm not putting them in. <laughs> is it the? Is this the same person you saw in the garage? I don't want to go yeah. back anywhere. She's already been. The garage, the well, and in the restroom. Oh, and out here. And out here. Okay. Yuri. All right. Well, I mean, there's no time like the president. Run for it. And we'll just sprint <laughs> to the barn. <laughs> You're running for the barn. All right. Yeah. Do a luck roll. I mean, not sorry, sorry. Spot hidden roll. Uh, 80. So I fail. 96. <laughs> fail. See, we do fail rolls. <laughs> I got a party. But, uh, oh, okay. Still, so they're extremes all fail. <laughs> right. So, yeah. as, as you're running towards the barn, uh, those of you who passed, you do notice the mausoleum. Now it's kind of directly across from where you are with the house on one side and the well on the other. Um, it's just, it's just sitting there. There's no like spooky candles or anything like that written around. It's just mausoleum. You can still see it. It's still light enough um, that it's it's right there. But you run towards the barn. Uh, you get to the barn. Uh, what are you going to do? Just uh, run directly the into the barn. See if we can so turn through the, the little door. Okay. See if we the can turn the car over. The barn is darker now than it was earlier because you're later in the afternoon. Uh, the Duesenberg is sitting there. It's a beautiful car. Um, do a spot hidden one. Oh, oh, God, oh, I got a seven. Success. 17. Extreme success. Okay. 
you notice that it is covered in dust. Wasn't there earlier? Wagner, I thought you said you checked there was, this. There was a little bit of dust on it. Yeah, there's there's what looked like years worth of dust on it. Wagner, I thought you said you checked do we, this. Do we see handprints Did on the blood or anything where he was messing with it? Mm-mm. But, I opened the, the driver door. Yeah, there's dust all over it. Okay, is there... Um, would you have a key or just... Most likely, but is there I don't a key? Know if they had keys. There, there would have been a starter button, probably. I, start. Oh no, maybe you do. You have to crank the front end of it. I'm not sure. I could Google it. 19, 1928. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll say it's past. It's got a starter, so is there's the, probably a button. Is the car in the same condition? It's just dust on it, or did the car kind of kind of just fall apart? Um, no, it's aged? it's 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 it looks. Like it's been neglected for years. I'm trying to start. There it might anyway. be little bits and pieces of dust. I mean, not dust, rust here and there. Oh, you're going to open it up and climb in? Yeah. Excellent. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just couldn't help but try to yeah. freak you out. Yeah. You get in and you try to turn it over and it doesn't turn over. Battery's dead. This um, is not the same garage that we came in. Well, the garage looks the same. Farm. There's still tools and stuff hanging on the wall, but there's a lot of cobwebs. But it's not the same. The car was in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. How could you but go Wagner... into a different garage? This no. is the same garage. <laughs> this is not the same only garage. One. It's a big old barn. But there's only one barn here. But Wagner, you saw the car, right? It was I, in great condition. I know what I've seen. Yes. But uh, I can explain it. No gas. Car doesn't work. Is there a sledgehammer in here? That's. I was just about to say if there's any large tool to grab <laughs> as a club. I, I'm taking from you know Wagner. There's there's maybe a pipe wrench. You know something like that. I don't think they would have a sledgehammer. There might be shovels and things like that. And rakes, garden rakes. It'd be weird it's if fork. I walked into the house with a rake. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, it's yours if you want it, Doctor Irwin. Um. I hate I'll to grab say this, but I think we're going to have to go upstairs. In the barn or at the house? At the house. Why? Should we go to the mausoleum? Okay, so how There's many... Mausoleum. How many they... weird things do we need to encounter before we're going <laughs> is... to just face the fact that, that apparently wizardry is real? But why, why upstairs? They told us not to go upstairs. There you go. <laughs> Well, let's, I, I guess we, we have the to house. Some, uh, these people. Wait. <sighs> uh, so we're not in the same barn. Are we even going to walk into? No, the we same are barn? in the same barn. It's no, just no. We're not at the same barn. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> Things have definitely changed. Maybe we're in some kind of like time dilation. That's why the dust keeps coming back. Time what? Like it's like like the conference. It was about time, right? about civilizations and how uh, they interacted with time and concepts of, of time or whatever. Yeah. The, maybe maybe it's like that, con- you know, maybe it, maybe we're in some kind of like uh like time sync, some kind of loop or something. And that's why there's dust and it's later in time. And there's four of these. Four Lyles. 
Lester's. Oh my God. How many are there going to be when we get I back? I don't know their name. I don't know. There was four of them introduced so us four times. I don't even know. If I stick my head outside Lester. the door, can I see another Lester coming up the drive? <laughs> oh. No. Okay. Uh, you still see the woman near the gate. Um, you're pretty sure she's catching insects and eating them, maybe? Or something Your like butterflies. that? butterflies. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Get away from her! <laughs> Dr. Wheeler, okay. you can also do a spot hidden since you're looking out. You do? I got a ooh, an 11, actually. Sorry, I thought it was a 71 for a second, but I got an 11, which is another extreme. You've, you've noticed um, there are clouds that have been rolling in. Uh, earlier, they just looked pretty and billowy and so forth. But a couple little um, snowflakes drift down towards the ground as you're looking out. Well, it's it's March, it's right? March. So that wouldn't be it's March. It wouldn't be that unusual. Besides, you're going up towards Canada, so right. less yeah. unusual. All right, it's about to snow. Snow way. Oh, snow! You know what? I'm just going to go and let her eat me at this point. Okay. Well, distraction. <laughs> <Charlie. laughs> Um, all right. Is there is there a way to get across the uh, the wall? It's high with wrought iron on top of it, and there's spikes. And the, does the wall go all the way around? Or we saw there was forest behind. You can't really see, but yeah, you're pretty sure it goes all the way around. Um, well, was there a, the a letter? In, uh, a letter uh, in the barn. I'm sorry. The uh, is there a letter uh, in the barn? Um, do a luck roll. Seventy-eight. Barely passed. It's good luck. Uh, <laughs> it seems uh, you look around, and there is a ladder. It looks like an old barn ladder. Uh, so it's made out of maybe scrap pieces of wood. Um, it looks very heavy, um, and it's a little termite ridden, so you're not sure that it's safe. Do, can I do like a spot hidden to see if there's any of the, um, sigils that we've been seeing earlier? Sure. If you look around, you don't see anything like that. Well, I say we head back for the house. It's a, it's our best bet at this point. Maybe we can talk this. This They seem pretty friendly. I don't am helpful. Everyone seems polite and nice. And besides oh. the women that are trying to eat us. Um, Woman, singular. I, now, there's a daughter and the mother. Or have we only seen the mother? Because I thought that... Professor Wagner said he saw a smaller creature. Well, it was pretty sure this is all the got, same. Uh, it, this, we're, so we're thinking it's the same. Yeah. Okay. I didn't get that good a look, uh, of a look. Okay. I, so you're going to head back towards the house? I, that's yeah. my plan, but I'm not the leader. Yeah. I'm just suggesting it <laughs> at this point. Okay. Uh, as, I think you're right. As you step back out of the barn, 
I would like you all to do spot hiddens. 19, pass. 21, hard to 21. Success. Normal. Um, who got the best roll? 34. Yeah. I got 21. I got 19. Oh, Wagner beat us both. Okay, so as you step out and you take a couple steps towards the house, Wagner, you suddenly put your arms out like this to stop everybody from walking. Um, you all notice him staring intently towards the house, and the other two that passed, uh, uh, Victor and uh, Douglas, you all notice at the same time. There's no smoke coming out of any of the chimneys on the house. Are the lights still on? Huh. Mm-hmm. The air is chilly out here. You do mm. see a few little flurries of snow, but there is no smoke coming out of those fireplaces, and all of the fireplaces were lit when you were inside. Even if they extinguished them all, the fireplace be. in the parlor was lit. It, yeah, it could be like the lights. The lights were lit, but there was no electricity. So there's fire, but no smoke? There was light, but no power. Either way, we're standing in the middle of this field with that creature. And I'd prefer not to freeze <laughs> to death out here. Let's get back yeah. outside. Let's continue on. So if we continue into the house, can uh, can we ask to see? Well, you're oh. you're walking across the yard, right? Um, I'm looking specifically at the window where the bust was. Okay. Just... Well, you can't see that from here. That's well, as we're approaching. House. You know. Oh, okay. We're in the back. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Everybody, do intelligence rolls and tell oh. me what you get. Oh hell yeah. I failed. Oh, I, was, I was one off from an extreme. Can I? Oh, I can't spend luck. luck. You can, I can spend I, luck. I will definitely spend a luck. I will get an extreme success. I got a regular success. Oh, I got a regular success. I have a, I have a okay. lady. Like the extreme. Dr. Wheeler, what do you think might be going on here? Um, my guess is that. Uh, if 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 we're going to take a leap off the precipice of sanity here um that we're going to presuppose that magic is real and then i'm going to guess that uh mr whalen had botched the ritual and had either produced or turned his wife into whatever is currently prowling the grounds and is causing multiple duplicates of his guests to arrive um, or this is a side effect of performing the ritual correctly. And I can't explain the um, chainsaw mouthed, uh, you know, scythe clawed woman at the front gate. Um, those are my two working theories, uh, but none of them are really rooted in reality as Dr. Wheeler would know it. Do any of you have anything to add or what? anything different? I also solemnly swear this is my first time in this adventure. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty accurate that something happened. I think it's 
it's the wife is the creature. Something went wrong with the first time. Cause they said they tried it again. Right. Right. And then there's, there's a bunch dead. of ash, there's which I think is like attempts. a burn pit for possibly something, or maybe we're trapped in it as well. I still stand by it. Some kind of like time dilation or loop or some kind of shattering of the multiverse. Think for a moment about the pictures in the parlor. Wayland in the middle. All right. You have Wayland's wedding day with his wife. You then have Wayland with his daughter. You don't have any pictures with the mother and the daughter together. Right. Um, that's so when I mentioned earlier that I was jumping to conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um Douglas Wheeler is a widower. He'd lost his daughter's mom to illness while she was very little. So my assumption upon seeing those photos was that Mr. Uh, Wayland and I were not so different and that he may have lost his wife in childbirth to give to his daughter. And there's a mausoleum. Correct. But a rather nice again, looking ma- mausoleum. If I'm going to chase safe, down nice and safe. If I'm going to chase down this sort of uh, illogical path logically, um, that only that might only resolve the uh, face-eating monstrosity at the front gate and may not resolve the rest of it. But that is definitely something we can check out. It looks like Dr. Jenkins was actually correct, or at least uh, was leading us in the right direction. Better than going inside to see another. Yeah, actually, you know, now that you say it, if I see another lesser, I might I might (laughs) actually lose it. So maybe we should go to the mausoleum. (laughs) To walk across the yard. Go ahead. No. Uh, You walk across the yard. Does any have botany or biology or anything like that? You roll that. Entomology. You can roll entomology too. Fuck you. I got an 88. (laughs) So I don't think I'm going to make that. 88 is too high. Okay. All you know is that something seems a little wrong here. I got, I will spend, I have a 40 in entomology. I got a 56. So I'll spend 16 luck. Ooh, that's a lot of luck. All right. Um, uh, Charlie, you're not quite sure what's bothered you about this. Something about the yard. Um, Dr. Jenkins, as you're walking around, um, the first thought you have is that, you know, it's late in the day that the sun is, uh, you know, almost going down at this point. Uh, the yard is dark, and there are still an awful lot of butterflies flying around. Uh, butterflies usually don't fly around in the dusk or evening. And that's why it, when it also occurs to you that all of these flowers and roses are in bloom, and it's March. Ah. Oh. It's a little early. A lot of early for <laughs> roses, for oh, tea yes. roses, and um, even butterflies. Butterflies aren't around this early in the year. 
And as the, you're approaching the mausoleum, I'm sorry, you're going to say something. Oh, as I say, in in the painting of the wife and the daughter, did it seem like they were in a garden or, um, mm -mm. Like a, you know what I mean? Like that it was no, probably that they were... the probably the wedding was more in like a church, mm -hmm. and um, they all seem to be inside of somewhere, a building, okay. or, you know, different buildings depending on the painting. Um, so you approach the mausoleum. It's a. Uh, uh, it's obviously a wealthy person would have built this, uh, something you'd build in tribute to, you know, somebody you loved. Um, it's a circular thing. Uh, like I say, when you think of the, wash, the the Jefferson Memorial, it's a little thing with columns and a little dome on the top and uh, a couple of steps up. And there are Bible verses about the resurrection, you know, written around it, carved into the stone. Uh, it's very pretty, uh, very white, very white marble, but the kind of stuff that you would expect to see, you know, at a rich person's mausoleum. And you, you, it requires you to kind of step up a couple of steps up to where the columns are, and you go between the columns. And then there's, you don't take the steps down, but the um they don't these would be in sarcophaguses you know like uh, a formal american sarcophagus um but there are two sarcophagi one side by side and one of them says evangeline wayland and she died in 19 oh, i get the date wrong 1901 oh and Augustine Wayland, who died in December 1923. Oh. Uh, five years ago. Well, four and some months, but yeah. There isn't one for the daughter? Because mm -mm. Augustine was the husband, right? Yeah, the husband and wife. Yeah. Are, they, they've, they've got birth and death days. Yeah. And that would have been about 21, 2012. From the picture you saw of, of the of the daughter, you're guessing that she would have been, she'd be probably in her early 20s. 1928, or oh, in the late, late 20s, probably. I wasn't close enough to see the woman, really, but I'll ask how old that um, Professor Wheeler, Professor Wagner thought that she she's was when they were she's so deteriorated and torn up, you know, and bloody no and shake. Yeah, you, you can't really tell, but probably about the age that Wayland would that whatever Wayland is is presenting itself. Oh shit! So I think I'm losing my marbles here. Are we talking? Have we been talking to ghosts all the time? I'll start looking for the symbols while he's losing it. <laughs> there are no there are no symbols in here other than, like I say, Bible verses, which isn't surprising. But um, Pascal, do uh, do an intelligence rule. Seventy pass. You've actually seen one of these people murdered right in front of you 
and then they were there again. <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly but how what, does what the, the young man? How old is uh, uh, this book dealer? What was Lester? Huh? Lester Lester Goodman. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he's in his late twenties, maybe mid twenties. Are there bodies in these caskets? Well, they're Sarcophagus. stone sarcophagi made out oh, okay. of marble. You could open them, but you'd need a crowbar and got a wrench. You damage them in the process, but you're assuming that they're filled because they've got death dates on them. Can we see anything else? I, I mean, know, I was looking for sigils. Do I see anything else that seems out of place or really these two sarcophagi and then? Columns of Bible verses is really all we're seeing. Yeah, looks like a standard, I mean, standard rich person's tomb. Right. Okay. Well, if we're working off the assumption that they're both dead, that it really only leaves one suspect. Ghosts. The daughter. <laughs> uh, so if I'm, um, if I'm uh, chasing wait. your thoughts, you think that woman at the gate is the daughter? No. I think the woman at the gate is her mother. Evangeline. Evangeline. And I think that your I think that the replicating copies of Augustine and this book salesman may be again, we're we're we have you gotta remember, Wagner, we are leaving the realm of what we know. But from what I've seen in the book and what I can piece together. Um, my guess, because again, I'm not a magician. But my guess is that there was some attempt to perhaps restore life to her parents. I can't explain the bookseller. I could be way, I could be way off. I mean, this is well, maybe for lack he of a better phrase. This this is black magic and witchcraft to me. So maybe, I can't. maybe he just brought her the book, and he's caught in this loop as well. That's entirely possible. Well, but <laughs> what about the butler and the his wife? Maybe they were the people that were here when the ritual was being performed and it went awry. It's weird and to me that's that why they, they constantly don't know what alcohol is. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like it, it bugs me. But um, even twenty years ago, everybody knew what alcohol is. I mean, it's been around, yeah. It's been around for 7,000 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, especially wine. You ask for wine, which is a common thing. Yeah, a common but thing. Even gin or, or whiskey or brandy. Was there anything else that was missing that they, I didn't, besides the alcohol, I didn't hear anything else that seemed to be out of place. The, the barn is out of place too. Was we did not walk in the barn at that scene. Well, and changes. Did, did there the, are parts of the house you haven't even gone into yet on right. the first floor? The upstairs. Uh, no, the downstairs. We've not been into the house. We haven't like a, a kitchen. <laughs> or the dining room. The house. In the kitchen, we can get knives at least. I mean, and some snacks. I mean, maybe the creature has to sleep and we can sneak out during the day. I don't... Okay. You realize that the um, 
that the snow is starting to pick up. It's not bad, but it's coming down and it's pretty damn cold. There was no other buildings. There was the well, the barn, the mausoleum, and then the house, right? That was that was it Correct. that we saw. Okay. So um I'd, I'd say head back to the house is my my bet. There's no other option besides if unless we want to freeze to death. So if you use I'm just going to say you're going to kind of notice this. You're looking at the house. Um, When you're looking at the outside of the house, you can still kind of tell how it's built and stuff like that. So you know where the front area is, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, You're pretty sure the parlor, though, is on the opposite side of the house, inside the door. The library is also on the opposite side of the house. There would be stairs going up. The kitchen, however, must be on this side where that pit was. Mm -hmm. You did see a little door there. And there's another room that looks like it has a lot of windows, maybe the dining room on this side. But there is an entire other part in the back on the other side of the kitchen. Um, Architecturally, it looks different than the rest of the house as if there were originally a large house and a small house, and they've been connected to one another, maybe the servants' quarters. And then there's the second story and the little cupola on the top. Well, we should go check out the new section, I think. Seems the seems to be the most interesting. Um, what did you see at least that's my when vote. you walked by it? Was there anything in there or just ash? It was just ash. It was just ash. How, how big you didn't really have a chance to examine it. Yeah. We we asked Jeremiah. Jeremiah said that they just throw ash that they burn from the ritual. Um, from what we can see from the distance, it was six feet deep. Six feet across. Oh, six feet across. Only about a foot deep. Okay. Well, let's head back in. New sections as good as any other. You can you yes. can pass that as you're going towards the house is there um, any way to get in there is there a door there is a door that you're pretty sure goes into the kitchen from that side but not into the new section we'd have to enter it from within the house already yeah well you could walk around the building and see if you could find yeah, i mean I want, I want to go in the closest yeah door okay. i'm afraid that's, of this creature that's on the other I'll, side I'll grab of the january and be like stay close just in case anything happens okay. Um, so you go up to the house and you can see there's a couple little steps up and there's a door there. Um, you can see light coming from inside. Uh, what do you do? Do you walk by the pit? Did you want to look at the pit or? Yeah. 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 Not like too, I don't, I don't want to get like close enough to like potentially fall in or anything, but like. Well, it's only a foot deep. It's, it's oh, basically, it's, okay. it's a place where they've. They've cut out the ground and then they've they obviously burn things here. I guess in my um, when I hear pit, I thought like Yeah, like it sounds like pit, a like deep a, pit, but it's yeah, like a pit, not like a fire pit. I get it's that. a fire pit, is what yeah. it is. Um you look at it and uh you can do spot hiddens. I'll use my flashlight as well just to yeah. yeah. I got a four. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm success. freaking out. His pupils probably got to be like. <laughs> <laughs> so 
what you find, interestingly enough, is, you know, in a fire pit, there's there's mostly ashes. And the ashes are pretty gray and a few pieces of wood and things like that that are black. Um, but sometimes things don't completely burn. And you do see what looks like pages from a book um, that have been burned. Um, there's just scraps. It looks like there's cloth, white cloth that is, there's scraps of that that are, you know, yellow where the burn is. And, uh, but you could tell that it's fabric. Uh, and other things along that line. Uh, is it more shroud-like or more tablecloth-like? Hmm. Or white well, dress-like? Well, you do seem to recall from the Abramelin book that they would wear white robes and things like that for the ritual purity. Right. You know, things like that. Um, you can do a luck roll to see if you can find a scrap with writing on it. I'll, I'll throw that. Wagner, you want to try? Got 30 out of 59. I got a three. There Ooh, you go. Nice. So, Dr. Dr. Jenkins, you find um, uh, uh, a bit of spine of a book that uh, the pages have pretty much burned. Uh, but it seems to be, you, you say the name, the name is in Latin, you say it out loud, and it's a, a Catholic religious text um, that, you know, you could find a copy of it at Miskatonic, probably a number of copies. Um, you find paper with with text written on it but if you pass a luck you realize that it's just it it's religious stuff it's stuff about angels it's stuff like that but nothing forbidden or dark or anything like that no necronomicon <laughs> so I think it, a necronomicon i, was gonna say, I, think, I think it <laughs> would have something to say about that <laughs> So it does look like what 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 uh, Jeremiah said that they're just ritual things that are used. They're dirty. They have to be burned, not thrown away. And you come to the kitchen door. What do you want to do? I'm gonna go in because I'm freezing. I'm yeah, gonna no, follow her. No, no hesitation. <laughs> like. You uh you open the door and start to go in. It is a kitchen. Um, there is a large table. In the center of the room, uh, there is a hearth uh, with a crackling fire. There is an old-fashioned stove um, that seems to have pots of stuff boiling on it. Uh, Rosemary is in there, and as you walked in, she had some vegetables which she was chopping, you know, putting together. And uh, as you walk in, she, she turns suddenly and she looks at you and she says, Oh, you startled me. Oh, we're so sorry. Oh, it's is, snowing come in, outside. Come in, come in, she Thank says. you. Sorry. Thank you. Is Miss, there a way, knowing what we you. know, that we could, like, I don't know, I guess force perception? Like, maybe. Power one. Okay. Use your willpower to overcome your. 32 out of 55, the standard success. All right. So Sorry, you, Wagner, I didn't you, mean to cut you off. Miss Rose, uh, uh, go ahead, uh, Tom, first. Yeah. 
Okay, um, I'll go up to uh, Rosemary. Um, do me a favor. Could you tell me what year we uh, we've got? What's the date? Well, it's the current year. Oh. What is today's date? Um, the date. Um, the well, date. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm not quite sure. Um. Uh, I. I don't quite understand the question. What is there not to understand? What year do we have? Um, you'll have to ask my husband. I just don't don't know. You don't know what year it is. I'll I'll roll a psychology to see if she's like legitimately doesn't understand. Like I got a ninety four, so it doesn't really matter. It doesn't seem to be. It's it's as if when you say that she's kind of confused. What about she's just a confused person? Where where is your husband? Oh well, he's around somewhere. I'm sure. I'm probably tending to the to to left. I'm looking around for a big knife. Yeah, there's big knives. There's butcher's stuff. I'm taking a big knife and the um, the kitchen. uh, The kitchen uh, is uh, is a well appointed kitchen. Uh, She's chopping vegetables. There's soup on the stove. There's things being prepared. But um, Dr. Wheeler, you walk in, and at first, when you first walked in the door, you could smell, you know, smelled like maybe a roast in the oven, vegetables cooking, things like that. But as as, as uh, Dr. Wagner is talking, and the others are sort of looking around, and he's grabbing a knife, and... Uh, there's something different. There's something in the smell. It doesn't quite seem right. Um, and as you're looking around, there's a dirty pot over over towards the side. And then you notice some dishes and the, the food that's on them uh, that's sitting there it's kind of over in the corner it's 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 looks like it's old like it's dried up maybe it's um, gone past fetid to gone, like desiccated yeah gone to desiccated <laughs> and um the smell in the room is like vaguely animal like uh, something has died like the smell of rats that have died you know rats in the walls um, and as you look around the room, there are too many cobwebs up above, and too many, too many signs that something's very wrong here. Um, He's going to and- groan and just say out loud, but in a low tone. I liked it better in the cave. Which is a reference to Plato. Sorry if that is too obscure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I'm gonna go over and like s- snatch a couple of the carrots and start eating them unless I see oh. cookies somewhere. Okay, because we don't know this is happening, right? Right, right. I would so, just be eating and munching. She says, "Oh, of course, dear. Please help yourself." Thank you. I mean, it's uh, a little can too I, healthy. Can I slap those can I out of her ask? head? <laughs> yeah, please sure. do. We'll call so, that. Victor- we'll call that a uh, uh, a brawl. Sure. <laughs> uh. 
Uh, all right. I might have to bring my camera over, but it's actually a seven. Okay. <laughs> so just as she brings that rotten carrot towards her mouth, you knock it out of her hand. What the okay. fuck? <laughs> I, I'll explain in a minute. We need to go into the hallway. I know I said I only eat desserts, but I mean, I have to eat something. Can I ask? Do you, is there, do you have a newspaper here by any chance? It's not going to have the answers you're looking for. She says, a newspaper? What is that? <laughs> okay. That obviously is that, odd. That confirms it. <laughs> yeah. I'll ask Rosemary. Rosemary, who's buried in the mausoleum out back? Oh, that's Miss Angeline. Angeline uh, was Mr. Whalen's wife. Uh, she died giving birth to Veronica. Huh. And I'll kind of look at the group and then... I want I want to leave this room myself because I think she's either like he said a ghost or trapped in time or something that's happening. And I think we should I think we should head upstairs now check on the daughter. From that's where I'm heading. From being in this room, there are three doors. Oh four doors. Sorry, there are four doors. There is a door going back into the hallway. There's the one going back outside where you just came from. There's a third door, which you don't quite know what that is. And then there is fourth door, which you're probably guessing leads into that petition in the house towards the back, the servants' quarters, maybe. Uh, but you said you were going to go I out, of the hall? out into uh, towards the hall. I want to go upstairs. Okay. <laughs> I, I, but that's what I'll say as well is maybe we should go upstairs and maybe the daughter's upstairs trapped in the ritual that she's trying to perform or something and we can halt it and, it and possibly escape. Oh. So if the daughter's uh, up there, who's outside? The mom. The mother? She just said. I don't know. Rosemary just said uh, the mother was in the mausoleum. Yeah, but right. there were, there's a lot of resurrection things around. But maybe I, they. Like Professor Wheeler was saying, maybe they tried to do something to bring her back. I po- I also positively ID'd her from having seen the photos and then having yeah. encountered. Oh, that's her right. Yeah. yeah sometimes uh, dead I'm is going better. to I'm going to pull Erwin aside, and you know Wheeler's looking like stressed out. Like you know he's there's there's a lot of truth happening in this dude's head, and he's not ready for it. But he's going to sort of pull you aside and say, Charlie, I need you to, you know those. You know those images, the um, not the Rorschach ones, but the ones where if you focus a certain way, you can make it look a different way without ever having to move the image. Yeah, the the magic eye. Yes, <laughs> I need you. Is that what, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. They didn't exist Close enough. <laughs> I need you. I need you. Oh yeah, actually, this is this could be a complete anachronism. I don't know if they were even around. Yeah, doesn't matter. Just keep going. Sorry, I need you to do that now with this hallway. So basically, unfocus my mind. You can do a pow roll if you're going to try. Sure. I mean, if he suggests it. I pass. Yeah, regular pass. The regular pass, what happens is that Wheeler kind of focuses your attention. You know, look at that there. Do you see 
the rotten carrot. And you kind of squint your eyes and suddenly you realize that it's that's what you're seeing. Um, and this is kind of what I was thinking anyways, that things were not accurate after the dust and then this. And so I guess I probably want to confirm that hypothesis. Yeah. Um, the harder you focus on it, the more you start to realize that there's something definitely wrong. What you're seeing is not what's here. You're seeing a kitchen that's been dilapidated mm -hmm. for years. And I don't look at Rosemary. Specifically, I will try not to look at her once I see this. Okay. Because I, I am afraid that she's Oh, that's Something an excellent else. point. I yeah. had to ask about it. And I will tell we I will tell Wheeler, Dr. Wheeler, like, don't look at Rosemary. Because I assume she's something else. The minute you say it, he's going to. I mean, sure. <laughs> that's just how it works, man. Yeah. The minute you turn to look where Rosemary is standing as she's chopping vegetables, there's there's no one standing there chopping vegetables. What you do notice is the pot on the stove. Um, just as you look, there is a squeak and a large fat rat jumps up out of the pot, scurries across the top of the stove, which is not on, uh, goes into the fireplace and up the flue, which is not lit. About that time, um, there seems to be a noise, a commotion going on in the hallway, just outside the door. Pascal, um, I keep calling you by your really, Doctor Doctor Wagner. As you you're opening the door, um, what you see right down the hallway at the foot of the stairs, you can't see up the stairs, but you see that the Lesters, uh, all nine of them. Oh! Oh, are <laughs> are gathered there they are looking up the stairs uh and you can hear a young woman's voice coming from up the stairs around the corner up the stairs and she's like well i'm so glad that you all came uh i feel very honored that you've come to uh bid me uh, good luck on my ritual um, what are the rest of you doing as Pascal, uh, Dr. Wagner has frozen in his tracks. I, I hope you're, you're well. muted. Um, I think first thing I need to do a sanity roll, seeing those nine there. Uh, yeah. I'm holding to my sanity with, uh, with my teeth. <laughs> Twenty-two, nice. Pass. Yeah, you 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 take one point of damage because you sort of say, "What the hell did I expect to see?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm running up towards uh, this girl. Oh well, you'd have to run out through all of the Lester's. Yeah, and if like this, one of them stands in my way. <laughs> I've got uh, a knife in my hand. Okay, 
Well, there's oh, quite boy. a crowd. Um, as you as you step out of the kitchen, you now are right next to the dining room, and you see in there there's a large table, a formal table. It's beautifully laid out. There are candles lit. Um, there are you know uh, plates and glasses and uh, silverware. <clears throat> you can hear the crackling of the fire. You can see the fireplace. Do a spot hidden roll for me. Uh, 37 pass. Regular. There is a sculpture sitting on top of the um, mantelpiece. Uh, it looks like it's it's dark, uh, but the room is kind of brightly lit with the, the candles and the fire and all that. It looks like a lion. And you are pretty sure that there is a sigil scratched into the base of it. Oh, I am. It looks like no, this. Okay, I'm beelining over toward it. Okay, we have. We need to find the ox. Okay, so you're all by yourself at the moment going in there. Um, what are the rest that, of you going to do? Do you touch the lion? Do you pick it up? I just uh, want to know if you touch it or fiddle with it. Well, yeah, I touch it. Okay. It's very heavy. You're pretty sure it's made out of lead. Okay. Like the paint. Oh. The statue was painted with lead. Lead is alchemically Saturn is associated with lead. Hey, the Kamiya you've been using is the Saturn Kamiya. What are the so, rest of you doing? January, do you say this about the, the lion, the eagle, the human? Are we like running after him? I mean, I was walking. You tell me what him. you're doing. Oh, I was okay. going out to join oh. uh, Professor Wagner. Okay, so I would have been running, uh, grabbing cookies was... in the kitchen and running out. And then I kind of stumble into the back of uh, Wagner. And I see that he has the lion statue in his hand. And then I say, the lion, the eagle lectern, the human statue. We just have to find the ox. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes yeah. sense based yeah. off what we've read. And then That's, I'm going to say, okay. is there, is there a sigil? Where's the, where's the <laughs> Is there a like, sigil oh, thank, there? Thank God I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, where's the goal? You guys are all standing inside the dining room. Um, yes. Uh, just as you are standing there, uh, you you can still hear the talking going on. It's like she's giving a little speech to the Lesters. That's sweet. Uh, do any of you want to take a look? See her? Yeah. I guess I, I've had my eyes opened. I'm afraid to see what's at the top <laughs> of the stairs. Yeah, I, I don't want to see. I'll take a look. Uh, are you putting the lion back where it was? Yeah. 
Okay. I'll uh, I, I put the line down on the table. It's extremely heavy. Yeah. So I'm gonna have him put it down so I can look at the bottom of it. Did you want to look at the Kamiya? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, time time doesn't move for all of us the same, so we'll let you solve the Kamiya before. <laughs> we'll assume this takes no time at all in reality. Uh, let's see. Wait, who got it last time? This is the Kamiya on the lion. Okay. Okay. This is mine. This is it. You go, girl. Thank you. I mean, I probably won't. That's fine. Two, one, nine, 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 five, nine. Two, one, nine, 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 five, nine. Another barrier. 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 Yes. Nice. Oh, let's go. All right. As you step around the stairs, um, of course, all of the Lesters are friendly and polite. You look up the stairs and uh you see Mr. Wayland. Uh he is standing up there, and next to him uh is this rather beautiful woman. Um, she looks like she's in her 20s. Uh, do a spot hidden for me. Oh. Um, hot pause. Normal. Yeah. I shall spend three luck to make it a hard. She, well, uh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do no, that. No. Um, oh, I also got a hard. There's stuff in her hair. Looks yeah. like ashes. Well, like a phoenix. Um, this picture I did actually looks pretty nice, but the woman looks a little emaciated, like she's been fasting and preparing for some sort of ritual. Um, I just realized she's also not dressed in her white, but we'll assume that she is dressed normally for now. Her The ritual hasn't begun yet, but she's up there and she's thanking everybody for coming. You know, thank you, Lester. And, uh, oh, and thank you, Lester. And we can't forget Lester. And to welcome to our our guests, um, I hope that your uh, uh, that uh, they get here soon with your gasoline. But please, you know, join us for the meal. We're going to have a uh, lovely meal um, because the ritual for me begins at midnight. Question for Erwin oh, uh, and myself: Are we? Is this what we see? Yes. Okay. Are we all um, seeing this? It's it's as if, yeah. There's an energy coming from there, so you're Got you're it. seeing her up there. Maybe at the same time, though, because of your insight, when you look away, away, and you look around, definitely the place is not in great shape. But when we look back, it looks great. When you look towards her, yeah, it looks everything looks. You look at the lusters and you look at the stairs. That part of the building looks fine. Anyway, she says, um, she says, we need to all, uh, we'll have the, the sacred meal. I'm sorry it's vegetarian because uh, we're not allowed to uh, have meat in the house during the ritual. So we've removed it. Um, please. And she sort of motions for everybody to go. May I ask, the is there also a prohibition on alcohol on the premises while you're performing this ritual? She says, oh, um, uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. 
Uh, but uh, yes, yes, probably. Can I uh, look at Waylon? The mm -hmm. uh, I forgot his name. It starts with an A. Yeah, Augustine. Thank you, Augustine. Um, is he there? Yeah, he's there. Okay. Um, as much as as much the the drama queen in me really wants to do the whole dramatic confrontation, but uh, we're all die, so <laughs> um, we got to uh, find that ox. So you're all kind of herded into the dining room. Um, where do you want to sit around the table? I'm going to sit by Don't. Charlie. Okay. Like, I, I don't know. I, I want to find this ox and I don't necessarily want to sit at the table. I don't I don't know because I know the food isn't real. This I'm desiccated. Gonna, I'm gonna lean over to Irwin and say I will do my best to distract her if you can organize the rest to find the last piece. Mm -hmm. I just walk I out of the dining hall. I'll ask Dr. Wheeler, is there anything in your book about stopping the ritual or destroying these items? Well, it's lead. I mean, you can burn it in a fireplace. You can melt it in a fireplace, I mean. But these aren't the, there's no fire. Well, there's we a fire pit outside. I mean, we can't we can't have this like in-depth conversation subtly. <laughs> yeah, also, <laughs> also you're, side, you're, you know. you're also not modern in our sense of of gentlemen you are 1920s gentlemen so there's all these sort of used to having all these etiquettes and things like that so everyone's just um, on their you're phone. kind of sort of forced <laughs> against your will in your own mind to come into the room have a seat yes so that they can continue uh going um Sorry, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She sits. She sits uh, next to the head of the table, and Wayland, of course, sits at the head of the table. Can I and... sit across from her and next to Wayland? Sure. Yeah, you're sitting near. You're close enough to have a conversation with her, and of course, the Lesters take up all the other seats. <laughs> um, there might be fifteen of them at this point. Um, <laughs> Fifteen. There was nine. They stopped coming into the door and are just congealing off the walls. But most of them are quiet and polite at this point, and they sit down. And when the, the when we saw the dining table the first time, did we do we see the number the same amount of seats now? Because it's like there's more Lesters now. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a big table. It's meant uh, to you know. But there are no vacant seats by the time you're sitting down. The Lesters have filled up the spaces. Okay, good. So there should be no more Lesters. There shouldn't be any more. More Lesters. <laughs> um, at that point, uh, Jeremiah and Rosemary come in with the food, terrines. Uh, they good. begin to spoon out soup into your bowls. And... I'm not um, yeah, Victor and Douglas. Uh, it looks like swamp water. Charlie and uh, Douglas, but yeah, I'm sorry, Charlie and Douglas. It's I'll uh, tell January don't don't eat the soup. It's 
I'm starving. Eat your brownies, woman. I'm starving. You have so many brownies in your purse. Fine. Um, so I would like to, is it possible to use charm as a distraction to keep her focus on me? Um, I would like you to actually do it. What right. Going to do. Okay. Um, so I'm going to engage her in conversation. I'm going to um, mention, you know, I've, I've read the German copy um, of uh, Abram Mellon's book. Well, you still, you, well you're, you're I skimmed lit. it. Right. Um, I skimmed it. And I will I will wholeheartedly admit to skimming it. Um, you know, uh, the Lester's mentioned that there's an issue with that translation. Um, oh, yes, yes. Um, the the main issue was is that it was uh, it said six months instead of 18, you know, so it didn't work. Once you break the ritual, it's it's done. Nothing happens. Um, actually, the incident incident was rather. Um, I would say a, a little amusing. And, and she says, you know, like like that scene from uh, Henry V. Oh, okay. and the the scene that pops into your mind you're not quite sure what she's talking about right the scene that pops into your mind is exactly the scene that she starts to describe oh okay now, um what are the rest of you yeah um yeah uh, uh those of you who haven't seen you can do luck i mean uh willpower rolls I fail. I got a 23. So if you fail, you still see what you're seeing. If you pass, you squint your eyes and you suddenly notice that the, nobody has sat at this table for years. It's, it's a dilapidated room. Um, as you're talking then, uh, Wayland also uh, begins conversations. So... Um, uh, I mean, you're our guests, but uh, has our hospitality been okay? Are you uh, are you enjoying yourselves? Yes, you've been nothing but hospitable. Excellent. Um, how did you meet the fifteen Waylands? I mean, um, Lester. Oh yes, Lester. Lester Goodman. Uh, I had been trying to find a, an actual. Uh, copy of the original text of the Abramelin operation. And uh, he contacted me uh, because I had put out things in newspapers. I had uh, posted uh, messages around. Uh, and he said that he didn't have one, but he thought that he could get one. Um, so he he gave that to me. Uh, he, uh, he found it. It took him quite a while, quite, quite a lot of money, too. Um, and that there were other items uh, I had asked him to find because the ritual requires certain items, a, a wand, a, a, an oil lamp, uh, things like that. And, uh, and he was able to procure some of those for me as well. And which one of these multitude of Lesters is the one that found you the book? No, well, Lester. The, there. What about that Lester? Oh, well, he was quite helpful in finding the book as well. Hmm. So you, what, seem, you seem a little confused. Uh, 
Uh, and by the way, Doctor uh, Doctor Wagner, how's your head? You okay? Yes. Why did you want to perform this ritual in the first place? Well, perhaps, perhaps I was a bit arrogant. Um, the idea, you know, I grew up. I I was in the war. I was not particularly religious as I grew up, and I I I wanted I wanted to believe, and so I began to study various religions. I studied Christianity and Muslim, uh, Islam. Uh, I studied some of the uh, Chinese religions, the Asian religions, and. Uh, I began to be convinced that in Judaism, Judo-Christianity and so forth, that there might have been a spark of, of an idea. So I ran across, I can't remember exactly when I ran across the idea of doing the Abramella operation, but uh, I felt like as hard and difficult as it would be to actually perform, that I might be able to do it successfully. Unfortunately, I found that French translation, a false French translation, um, I went to quite a lot of difficulty to put that together. You need sand and you need all these various things. Um, and it didn't work. Nothing happened. I, uh, I failed and, uh, was quite upset. That's when I contacted or was contacted by Lester and, uh, so that I could do it a second time. How do you know it didn't work the first time? Nothing happened. I mean, what? one kind of wants inside to experience what the saints and the apostles and the holy people have felt in the past, you know, um, to, uh, it's so difficult to live a life without confirmation that God exists, you know, it's, he doesn't just show up and wave his hand. And yet we have all these examples of the burning bush and, and other religious things where God does manifest himself. But the ancients believed that those were angels, not actually God, you know. So I just wanted, I wanted to know for sure. So if I could contact my guardian angel, I would at least have that assurance in my heart that that God was real. And that's why it was my intention to do the the um, the ritual a second time. Wait, I I thought your daughter was doing the ritual. Oh, well, I guess she's she's doing the ritual. She's she's starting the ritual tonight. He looks suddenly confused and like like he can't quite remember. He's trying really hard to put things together, but there's a bit of confusion all of a sudden in his face. And um you see Veronica, Veronica suddenly stops talking to uh, 
to Dr. Wheeler and she says, you know, don't, don't get tired, father. You're, uh, you know, don't want to overstress. This is, this is my time to shine. And, and yeah. he says, oh, of course, of course. As we were talking about Henry V, was I, I mean, was I still present enough to hear the rest well, of the Well, yeah, kind of, oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if I was being mesmerized or something like that. No. Um, so as she interrupts to tell him that, I'll ask her the same question. So are you doing the ritual or is your father doing the ritual? Oh, no, my father attempted it. And she starts to tell you kind of the same information that he had tried and and failed. Um, she implies he did it once or twice in the story. Are you going to ask her? That? Yes, I will. I will. I, so did he yeah. do it once or did he do the ritual twice? She suddenly is like, well, did you do it twice? And he's like, um, I, I don't quite understand the, the question. And she says, no, I, I think he tried it the once and he, he failed. And, and now it's, it's my turn to try. Hmm. And what would happen if you were to fail? Do you have any protection here in the home to protect you from some kind of if if you fail, cast? you've simply wasted your time. Hmm. You know so what about the barriers, the statues? Do you know anything of the statues? The the lion, the eagle, the human, the ox? They have uh like a spell on them or a, as these as as you're talking, Wheeler's just kind of like ah. <laughs> um they look at you her and Waylon both look at you and they're like um we're we're not quite sure what you're talking about um that, to me i don't think that they've been nothing but helpful what what sort of you said a, a barrier a, a barrier something to protect you like uh the squat the square sorry my son just tapped me suddenly over. suddenly wayland <laughs> wayland sort of goes And he looks at Veronica, and she looks at him, and he says, "Are we dead?" Oh! And just as he says that, all of the lights go out, all of the fire goes out. You are in a dilapidated uh, room with. Uh, you know, there's garbage on the table. There's obviously been rats gnawing on everything. And all of the lesters are gone. Well, there's one silver lining. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Veronica and Wayland are still sitting there looking at each other in, in horror. You are dead. But how... How can it be? What? You're the wizards. You tell us. No. Where um, is the ox? You, your father Where attempted the, the ritual ox? and died. Um, There must be an ox somewhere here. A statue. Something. They look at you like they are they don't know what you're talking about. Um, I'll get up uh, I and don't start looking. No. Yep. Maybe... 
if we're dead, what what happened to the ritual space? What happened to Why all of our preparations? Where is it? It's upstairs. It's <gasps> upstairs. Okay. I'm going. I'm following Wagner. I'm following Wagner too. Yeah. How how long have we been dead? What Three year years. is it? Um I don't understand the question, he says. I say three years. You heading for that? That's the... what I think it is. Oh, no. Uh, Wayland died 1923. So it's been at least five years. So she, he died, and then she did the ritual after he died. Presumably. Is yeah. is my assumption. Yeah, that like he did it twice, then she tried it a third time, effectively. So you're rushing up the stairs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I guess maybe we're saying that as uh, we go upstairs. Okay. <laughs> um, so you go up the stairs. Uh, there uh, are two doors on the left and one door on the right. Um, which one do you Where's want to left? go to? Left. Okay. Wait, now I'm confused about what I just said. Uh, <laughs> all right. You go to one of the doors. You open, you, you open it up. It opens up fairly easily. And you are looking into a cobweb room. Uh, obviously, it's dilapidated. Um, but things are still in place. There's a bed, there's a desk, there's a, there's a number of books. There's an odd box thing on the wall that looks like it was somewhat decorated at one time. Um, do any of you, let me ask what, what religious backgrounds your characters have? My parents, Catholic. I mean, My parents were missionaries. A Catholic for me. Mine would definitely be Catholic. Well, you know, I can't Victor, say formerly Catholic, 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 but all these Catholics in the United States in the nineteen twenties. Really? I mean, Were they? No, no, there, there's probably say, but no. Actually, I would be Lutheran. Yeah, Lutheran. So said, "There's no way you're that German and Catholic. It's got to be Lutheran." <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, everybody, just do a, an intelligence roll then. Nope. 32. Oh, I got a hard success. Regular. 33. Oh, I got a hard. If you, 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 the box looks kind of, you've seen something like it before. And uh, if you go over it, you open it, you realize there's a Torah inside the scrolls, like you'd see in a, yep. a Jewish uh, church synagogue. Um, he's got other various religious tomes setting about. Uh, everything's kind of covered with dust. And there is a journal. <gasps> to the journal. <laughs> you go over and you pick up this journal. It's dusty. And uh, say you, you flip through it for a few minutes and there's you know stuff about the preparation for the ritual and all that. But then you get to a couple of things, including the last entry. Oh, no. Um, this is what you find if somebody would like to read it. I could volunteer if no one wants to. Sure. Go for it. Sure. June 1923, six months into the uh, Abramelin operation. It's amazing how the same concept can appear across different religions while at the same time wearing a different face and bearing a different name. The Malachim are God's messengers, part of the heavenly hierarchy. They have no physical form, Although uh, 
Maimonides proposed their metaphysical, metaphorical representations of the laws of nature and the universal principles. They're agents of God's will. Their forms are said to be incomprehensible. Even in dreams, they manifest in different forms. The various branches of Christianity portray angels differently. Catholicism divides them into nine choirs and describes them as being forever incorporeal. Although the seraphim are also described as having six wings and many eyes, symbolic of speed and vision. Cherubim are described with four faces, having the face of a lion, an ox, a human, and an eagle. The thrones look like burning wheels within wheels, rimmed with eyes, and so forth. Protestantism describes them as genderless and invisible messengers and agents of God's will. If it is required to ensure that God will be, uh, God's will is enacted, they can become corporeal. Nowadays, they are usually portrayed as women, although all biblical references give them masculine names. I wonder exactly how I will describe the unequaled beauty of my holy guardian angel when the time comes. I wonder this every day. December 1923, the final entry. At midnight tonight, the 18 months will have elapsed in their entirety. Tomorrow I begin the final stage before my holy guardian angel will appear. The next time I write, I will confirm my success or my failure. I hope for the former. I will finally have confirmation. I will see what Moses and the prophets saw. I will look upon the face of God. Nothing else of note is in the room. My guess is he saw something he didn't want to see. So you go across to the next door, and uh, it it won't open. It's um, it's not that the that's locked. The the door handle opens, but I mean turns. But when you try to push it, there's something against it. Uh, do a spot hidden roll. Oh, three. Oh, that's a nice one. Sorry, I just my headset just cut out. Um, oh. What did you, what was what just happened? Uh, you're trying to get in the one of the other doors, and it's it's not locked, but it won't open. Like something heavy is against it. Got it. But uh, Doctor Wagner, you you got the three right. Yeah. You look closer at the door. This door seems to have been completely sealed closed with what looks like beeswax. Um, it's old, uh, but you can still sort of smell that beeswax smell. You can see that even on the bottom, the door underneath uh, the underneath the, the space has all been filled with melted beeswax to make a, a complete seal. That's that, why it's very difficult to try to open. There's the other Super thing. not normal. Like... No, the very people very don't seal doors with beeswax. Like, it doesn't seem like it's like just a like a large colony has sealed it. You know what I mean? Like, where like someone purposely, you know what I mean? Like, like a bees have made a nest this, here. This looks more like it would have had to have been done with purpose. With purpose, um, okay. somebody sealed. But it's the not door the doors. the beeswax that's holding the door closed. There's something against it from the You're other side. You're not quite sure, but yeah, it might also be the beeswax. It's that I've much beeswax. I've got a knife. <laughs> okay, you do. You can you can dig at the beeswax if you want. Uh, yeah. What do the rest of you want to do? It might take a while. Check oh. the net, uh, the last door. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to back up uh, Doctor Jenkins on that one. All right. Yeah, I'll go with Doctor Jenkins too. 
So I'm going to let up uh, Victor go first. <laughs> you, you get to the door. And once again, it's not locked. You open it up and you realize immediately this must be Victoria's room. I mean, uh, Veronica's room. But it's different because it it probably had some feminine touches and so forth before, but those have all been stripped away. Uh, there is a bed. Uh, there is a wardrobe. Uh, and in the wardrobe, there are numerous white robes. Um, uh, the floor is bare. It's just wooden floor. Uh, there is a uh, a desk. Uh, I'll say there's looks like an identical journal to dad's journal, same style, sitting there. Um, and otherwise, you know, it's got some religious texts and stuff sitting around. But on the wall, I mean, where the wall should be, uh, it's open. It opens to the next room. Just one big gigantic opening, the room that Pascal's trying to get into. Oh, up, oh. Well, um, I'm up in the hallway. And... But when you, yeah, you can tell him, just come over. But okay. between the two just rooms. Just come over. Between the two rooms, we'll... there is like a two by four that has been installed on the floor. It goes all the way across, uh, separating the two rooms. The threshold. The threshold. And when you look into the other room, that threshold has been completely filled with sand. So wall to wall, there's maybe four inches of sand going all the way across. In the center is an altar. Uh, looks like it's been built there. Uh, it's covered in white cloth. Uh, there seems to be a book in the center and a lamp that hangs up above it. Uh, I'll show you what the lamp looks like. Um, however, I will tell you that the lamp in the room is unlit. I just couldn't find a picture of an unlit lamp. Uh, looks like an oil lamp. Very elegant, very beautiful, with little uh, stained glass sides to it. Looks like something from Morocco. Um, it is unlit. Oh, sorry. Um, and there is something... Uh, this room has no windows. The um, There's something on the other side of the altar. You can't quite make out what it is. Unless you go into the sand and, and walk over. Dr. Irwin has his flashlight. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, um, Before can I can I read her journal? Yes, you want to read her journal? I do. All I'm right. gonna advise that uh, that the the rest don't disturb the sand until I see what's in here. Yeah, I don't want to really go in there. I assume it's her. I wanted to go in there. On the other okay. side. All right. I didn't, I didn't expect free. Douglas to become like the group's occultist, but <laughs> I, I know a little too much of my personal life. It's starting to blur together. Here. <laughs> okay, you uh, pick up the journal, and same as the uh, same as her father's journal. Want to read that before beginning the Abramelum operation? I have said before I do not believe it was a heart attack. My father was murdered. I'm certain of this, but I need proof. All I have is the text that he followed. That must be it. Lester Goodman sold him the book and lamp. 
Interesting. Who is he? Why did he want my father dead? The only way to obtain proof is to follow my father's footsteps and trap the being that did this to him once it appears again. I am confident I can hold it here once it is summoned. I know the arts by which I can interrogate it. If it withstands my questioning, at least I will have it imprisoned to show others. The authorities will have to believe me then. I'll draw upon the, uh, I will draw upon the power of Saturn to construct a ward that will hold the spirit. Sigils created from its camia uh, will mark the four cardinal directions and turn the house into a prison it cannot escape. Should the need arise, these may be brought together around the spirit to banish it, akin to tightening a noose around its neck until it has no direction left in which to flee, but back to the invisible world world from which it came. Blah, sorry. Barrier, bind, obstacle, prison. These words will hold the spirit in Saturn's leaden grip. May the faces of the angels that guard the gates of the Garden of Eden guard this house and prevent any evil from leaving. The last entry. Midnight. Eighteen months have come to an end. If I fail tomorrow and I follow in my father's footsteps, ultimately to my own grave, I hope that someone might one day read this and succeed in bringing the guilty to justice. May the fruit of any victory the spirit may attain prove to be a Saturnine chalice indeed. Oh, they said the name of the adventure. <laughs> That's the name. That's yeah. the name. Oh. So? So she want, she suspected Lester Goodman of, ki uh, of killing her father. And she wanted to somehow ensnare him. Ensnare so the creature. So we don't have to look for the ox anymore. because We, know well, we need all is... four. We do need all four. We can but do we need the object or the, just the or words? The words. Well, I mean, they're carved into it. Well, ox is bind. Are you going to... Yeah. No, it says we have to put... We have to put the statues at the cardinal yeah. directions. This is they already are. So knowing that we we would be able to figure out basically where the ox is because they would have been the what was it, it was the the was, ox may be present in the room. We don't know for sure. Or maybe it's probably downstairs in the uh, servants' yeah. quarters we haven't been to yet. Do you do you look into this room further, the the altar? I don't think it's in there, and I'm afraid something else is. <laughs> I don't I, want to disturb I, the sand I want to look in there. I, I don't want to go in there. Do you use your flashlights? Yeah. Oh, okay, just from yeah. outside, okay. from the threshold? Okay, we just turn it on. You think there is a desiccated corpse? <gasps> yeah, not lucky no more. Someone. <laughs> but there, it's kind of odd. It's like they're propped up. Right. On the other side of the altar. Do you think it's she can't be with the ox in there? It's got to be downstairs. One one body or more? Just one body. And um, if you look more with the, uh, if you if you try to you move back and forth because this this is the whole room that's open, except for that two by four at the bottom. If you move back and forth and look. You're pretty sure that it is Veronica because of the blonde, the long blonde hair, but she's been dead for a long time. And it looks like that she had that wand, that maybe five foot long pole 
uh, fat at one end, sharpened to a point, and that she propped it on the floor and threw herself onto Ooh. it. So she is kind of propped up. Via impalement. Got it. I think we need to... Well, it says... So according to Veronica's journal, it says that we can move the objects tighter around the being. But the question is, is where's the being? At that point, do everybody do luck rules? Sure. My question would be, we would 14. know where the other uh, ones That's an extreme. 21. I got an 82. 30. I failed. Um, yeah. You guys did enough. Um, as you guys are standing there contemplating this, um, Wayland and Veronica, Augustine and Veronica, step into the room, oh, no. looking rather confused. What happened here? Are they behind us, or they walk? Yeah, in they are, they're oh. behind you. They're, uh, they're at they, the door. They're not what? armed, are they? No. Okay. Well, they have their arms. Their arms. Are <laughs> to their I'll ask Veronica. I, I don't know if I want them to see themselves. No, I don't. I don't either. I want to like kind of block them from coming in, like and mm-hmm. seeing this, her body. This, 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 this isn't right. Did you say? Uh, Waylon says, he says, did you say that you saw someone on the property? Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Who did you see? Your wife. Your wife. My wife was dead before I did this ritual. My wife was dead right after oh. the birth of Veronica. But the, the, the spell, the the it was supposed to be able to give you power over demons. And what if they came or it came and it's inside your wife? It's, it's your trapped wife. here. Um Veronica says, Well, there are there are rituals to find and send send devils back to hell. Uh the key of Solomon has them. How can we find Lester Goodman? Was it Goodman? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Mr. Goodman since we had the dinner. Veronica, who did you try to trap with your ritual? You made the four creatures, the four squares, to bind something in the home. What were you trying to bind? I I I don't know. I don't remember. I I don't remember that part. I I remember being angry. And that's something you're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be angry during the no. ritual. Yeah. But if if we somehow summoned a demon and you say you keep seeing it and it looks like Evangeline, my mother, we have to catch it and send it back to hell. And how would we do that? Well, what you usually do is that the key of Solomon is a is an elaborate sort of manner. However, there's only one important part, and um, I'll, I'll show you this because. But you got to think uh, you've seen this in the book. It's actually right. fairly famous. So this is what the key of Solomon looks like. And what you would normally do 
is draw this on the floor and make sure all of these Hebrew letters and everything are, are correct. And the name of God is in here. But the most important part of this is that triangle up at the top. That is the gateway that will bind the demon and send it back to hell. So really, you would only have to do uh, this. And then you have to, it would actually draw the demon towards it, trap it, and then send it back to hell. She says, there's a, we would need a floor space where we could do that, but I have chalk. She walks over to her, her desk and she pulls out a box of chalk, colored chalk. And she says, there is a space between our house and the servants' quarters uh, that we paved over with cement and enclosed. It's mostly for storage, but that would be perfect. We could move stuff away, draw this on the floor, and then that thing would come and be trapped in it, and we could Assuming send it back it to right. hell. Otherwise, it's going to be trapped in a confined space with us. Well, this will... It, it can't come into the presence of the names of God. So... True. It will be trapped inside that circle. What about your journal mentions tightening the noose of these totems, these statues? What she says, does... I'm, not, I'm not really sure... I, I don't know. It it okay. might have been something that I was, you know, I've got a lot of literature in my head. But if we're ghosts, maybe that's why we're still here, because we're trapped. And once you get rid of the oh, demon, so. you don't want to leave let the demon out. Prison doesn't just trap the demon, it traps spirit. Interesting. And we can't we can't leave anyhow. Well, um, can I roll a psychology on her? Can you sure. psychology a ghost? Can you psychology a ghost? <laughs> Which seems legitimate to me. Like, I, yeah, I mean, it matches what you've been talking Success. Like, a regular, she seems quite sincere. Okay. And she seems quite quite seriously to know what she's been studying this okay. her whole life. I just didn't know if she was like the bad guy and she was trying to trick us. That's fair. But no, meta-wise, it matches what I know about sort of Kabbalah occult practice and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, yeah, you guys know this. This is all ritual magic. Yeah. No, I meant like meta as in like me, Gordon, the player. <laughs> yes, I mean, this stuff is all stuff that you can order on Amazon. Yes. You can order the yes, Amazon I'm doing it. And... <laughs> no, when you mentioned it, like, that it was a real book, I went and Googled it because I was like, is that a real book? Yep. Key of Solomon. Lesser Key of Solomon, greater Key of Solomon. Well, I'm not good at art, so I won't be drawing the sigil. Um, oh, so you guys uh, are going to go downstairs and... Yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah. Her advice. The thing, I Let's think... bust some ghosts. Despite her being dead... They've done nothing but provide us good information and the best hospitality that they're capable of. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think Charlie's got a point, man. Like, what are we going to do? You know, except continue to listen to them. Uh, I'm going to probably take the drawing. Uh, I do happen to have uh, a very solid fine art skill. Okay. 
Well, she doesn't show you the drawing. You, you've seen right. the drawing, and it is right downstairs in the library, the Key of Solomon. I'm um, kip, I'm picking up a copy because I'm right. convinced if we don't do this exactly right, we're all dead. Okay. I'm going to uh, grab, she said religious text, the word of God would protect. So I'm going to go look for some kind of like religious thing I can grab out of his cabinet. There's a giant Bible. Yeah, he has a Bible, something that I can like. Hey. They have a Torah, they have the Quran, yeah. they have all yeah. these. I'm going to grab all of them. Torah, I'm going to grab the Quran, I'm going to go. When in doubt, bring them all, right? Like, all right. So you guys go back downstairs. Uh, you go through the kitchen and uh, into the room just beyond that. Now, like I say, it's basically a big slab of concrete. There are boxes, old furniture things like that that are stacked up, but you can just shove those inside. Then there's another door going into the servants' quarters. Uh, but you've got a nice big area of cement uh, to work with. Uh, now, before you begin, she says, one word of warning. And this is always the case in this sort of ritual magic. The second you start, the demon's going to know what you're up to. So you need to protect yourselves. You need to set guards. You need to be able to fight. And you are also in the process of doing this, turning it into a real physical form. So it can take real physical damage if you grab something to hit it with. Provided That's its it doesn't weakness. fall us first. It's... I don't know a lot about the cult. I'm asking this to Veronica. Will salt stop it or or lead? Or is there anything we can she use? She says, no, that's zombies. That's zombies. <laughs> I watch enough Supernatural. So like, yeah. <laughs> no, you are we making need, the circle in chalk. We need so to that's, stop yeah. with that's salt. the stuff. You would say rock salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. So, so I got this pipe wrench. Okay. Got a pipe wrench. You got a. Of fire poker. There are lots of things in the kitchen, which is right there. I'll, I grab a knife. Yeah. Okay. Two knives. My knife. <laughs> I'll get a meat a meat pounder. Flavor. A meat yeah. pounder. That that yeah, works. That's a good one. All right. So you all sort of take a deep breath. And uh uh Veronica says, begin. And she's got a little like prayer book, but she pulls out and she starts to recite things from the Bible. Right. Uh, as she's reading this, you draw the first line in that triangle, and you hear an ungodly howl coming from somewhere in the house. Um, well, she's awake now. All up to you, Wheeler. Go for it. Uh, you draw the second line, and you hear things crashing somewhere in the house, and it's getting closer uh, you draw the circle, you, you can complete the triangle, and um, who's keeping watch and who's doing the drawing? I'm, I'm drawing. Watch. 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 Okay. I'm by watch. January to protect her. Those of you who are keeping watch, suddenly... More of us. Um, you're, okay, those of you who are keeping watch, um, something comes into the room. Did it come from the library? Did it come from the parlor? You're not sure. When it steps around those, that the end of the stairs, and you can see it, it is Evangeline. Uh, her hair is wildly flying up. Her uh, 
her white eyes are glowing, her fangs are bared, and she has long fingernails, and she's howling, and she's moving very swiftly towards the door coming into the kitchen. What do you guys want to do? <laughs> As she, am I allowed to speak at all while I'm doing this? Sure. Uh, as she tears her way in through the kitchen, um, and he is working on this uh, this key, um, he's just going to speak. Hell is empty, and the devils are all here. <laughs> uh, um, so she's racing towards us through the kitchen. Yeah. So and we just slam the door. Yeah. And Wheeler is making the circle. I'm sla- I'm slamming the door shut. And I yell at Wheeler, don't stop. Just keep going. Um, a pipe wrench by the door. Right. Um, who is trying to hold the door closed? Me. All right. Something hits the other side of the door uh, with such force uh, that you can do a dex roll to see if you're not knocked off your feet. 33. That's a pass. Regular. Okay. You're not knocked off your feet, but you're definitely pushed back. And you know that another hit like that and that door is just going to splinter. Help me! I see Wagner struggling, so I go and help him. Okay. <clears throat> you run over there and you, you both put your force against the, uh, against the door. Oh, this time... Uh, whatever hits that door hits it with such force it splinters and uh, the two of you well do constitution to see if you fall down 44 a barely pass 14 okay you neither one of you fall down but you are sort of blasted away from it as the crumbling bits of the door fall to the ground and Evangeline is standing there howling like a demon uh her her horrible fangs um uh wheeler is starting to write one of the names of god in the the sides um she is going to let's see how many of you there's five of you okay she turns and with her white milky eyes looks at Dr. Jenkins and trying to block her as uh, much as I can. If if I'm able that I'm trying to shield her. You can do a, uh, it's called brawl roll. Um, and if you don't, the thing is going to pounce on Dr. Jenkins. Dr. Jenkins, you can do a dodge roll too. Do you mean to do a brawl or a dodge? Yeah, do a brawl for you because you're trying yeah. to grapple her and pull her. Or well, I got 31, but I don't think that's good. Oh wait, can um, we spin luck in this or no? Yes, you can. Luck? Yeah, are we in combat? Yeah, but you can spin luck, except you can't. You can't mitigate combat. Wait, let me look really quick. What does it say? Uh, where's my note? Luck, 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 luck. It can spend luck, luck on points on may be wolf. luck luck points may not be spent on luck points obviously they can't be spent spent on damage uh and they can't be spent on sanity rolls anything else is okay 
Nice. All right. Uh, my dodge is a 25. I rolled a 26. Um, I'll toss. All right. Do, do I just need to spend one luck? Or... Yeah, just one. Okay, I'll spend one. And, and then I'll, I, I spent five luck to succeed on my brawl. Okay. So basically, you grab her and yank her out of the way just as this thing pounces. It hits the ground. It slides over and hits the stove, which rattles. Um, and Douglas writes the second name of God, oh, uh, Victor I, and Pascal. Uh, Victor and also include that with a uh, quote from a, a French poet. Sure, demons are like obedient dogs that come when they are called. Okay, Wagner and uh, I tried. We have to pin her down. I just throw myself on her which is just piling up on her <laughs> okay um go ahead and um go ahead and roll brawl what are you gonna do oh, no 72 we're professors not fighters okay <laughs> no way i got 17. Wow, you've rolled a lot of really good uh, rolls tonight. Um, Pascal, as you jump, she her head turns and looks right at you as you were mid mid jump. And with one of her claws, she breaks it across you and she does three hit points of damage. Okay. But, uh, she doesn't feel like a ghost at this point. She feels like she's real. Um and uh Victor. You managed to avoid that, but uh, do um, let's see, do uh, what, what are you hitting her? Oh, you've got a cleaver, or a, I got a knife, yeah, got a knife. Um, that's a 1d8, I think. I got a four, yeah, four. You take that knife and you jam it into her. Uh, let's say right underneath the arm that she swung at uh, Pascal and this sort of black blood ooze starts coming out and she howls in pain. Um, Dr. Wheeler, you write the third name of God and you begin to write the name of Michael, the archangel in the center as you go around. Uh, Veronica, meanwhile, is chanting quietly this this incantation or prayer. Um, oh, she gets to roll. She is going to attempt to throw you off. Um, she fails. So you've got her at least partly sort of pinned down. And you start to notice something. She's having to hold on maybe to the end of the, the leg of the stove or something because she's starting to get pulled towards that triangle on the ground. Like there's some invisible magnetic force that's pulling her towards I'm trying her. to uh, I'm trying to use my knife and heck her, uh, cut her hand off. Okay, go ahead. 75, that would be 
50 points of luck that I need. Ah. Oh, jeez. Damn it. Hurts. I'm spending them. Oh, All right. Wow. All right. We're going to need him. You bring your knife down on her and you cut her hand completely off. It slices through. This black goo shoots out of it. This demonic ichor uh, comes out and spills on the floor. She now can't hold on. She's definitely sliding towards that, that thing. And as Dr. Wheeler puts the last letter in Michael, the the circle and the triangle on the ground sort of they have like a light burst there's a moment when they sort of blong like that and evangeline screeching in agony sort of flies through the air her black ichor blood splattering uh squirting out of her hand uh and like the way a magnet jumps and you know to a piece of metal she just suddenly flings she's stuck suddenly in the middle of almost like she's inside of a, a little pyramid that she can't get out of she's screaming uh veronica then says very loudly and holds her hand up like this the the final parts of the prayer and it's like the little invisible glass pyramid suddenly fills with fire and there's a kind of a whooshing sound and everything goes to the ground there's nothing left except the sigil is still there i mean the the ritual circle is still there and there's suddenly no more demon the demon's gone what's with the ghosts and how thou pleasest god veronica looks today. around at the, at the four at the five of you and she says thank you so much that that should do it and Waylon walks in and he's like, We're still here. I'm willing to bet, being, I guess, now an amateur occultist, that removing the wards of this prison may allow you to move on. If that's what you think. It's it bothers me that you Magic can't that I don't understand, but. Sounds good to me. I feel like so either we search for the melt them or you want to go them so they're no longer trapped inside of it by making yeah. if you want to noose it, we don't want to the... noose it because that right. would hurt them. We want to break it. We want to break the, the thing. I think we just need to. It's, we're break taking decisions. the fact that we're taking the fact that ghosts are walking down, walking around really well. I mean, you just suck to deep you know, hell. Like, like, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going to church on Sunday now. Yeah. I guess. So you, you're going to head into the servants' quarters. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, go through the door into the servants' quarters. They're dusty, dirty. What you'd expect. Definitely not quite as elegant. Obviously, a building built later. Um, it's very simple. There is a restroom. Uh, there is a sort of a living room. Um, it's probably a bedroom attached. Uh, but once again, on the mantelpiece, which is, there's no fire at this point. In fact, the whole room is quite cold. Um, there is a another one of these little statues, this time of an ox. Uh, and it looks like this. Though we don't need to solve 
the coming uh, of this find thing. Right. Find. Oh my God. I got it. That's do not a, even fair. Do a spot, do a spot hidden as you step into the room. Oh, it's zero three. Nope. Fate. I got a 14. Three. That is exactly my extreme. I got a 16. I've never had a shot dice. It's weird. You walk into this room and you see the statue and you make a move towards it, especially Dr. Irwin. You suddenly look sideways over and against the side of the room you see Jeremiah and Rosemary, they've been dead a long, long time. It looks like Jeremiah tore his own eyes out, and Rosemary killed herself with a butcher knife. They're desiccated corpses. I don't think you need to do a sanity roll because you're already pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy. Oh, that's not unexpected. We figured they were dead because they're ghosts. Right. But that manner of death is disturbing. Yeah. So once again, this little statue seems to be made of lead. Uh, it's got that thing sort of etched into it. Looks like, you know, you could have take take a, a hand knife and etch yeah. that symbol into it. What do you want to do? I think we... Do you think they went crazy and killed themselves during the ritual? Should, oh, they've been dead we... for years and years. Like oh. before she did the ritual, or like I they think all you died just together, have to, right? Like we should destroy these the cameos. Um, she said, or he said, I can't remember which one said that they weren't here for the rituals. They were sent away on vacation to Europe. That's mm. so they wouldn't have been here during the rituals. So, so either they so were they murdered. Well, it mm, looks like suicide. No, I bet. Did they madness. return? Read her journal, and then try to put the the ward up, the barrier up. Doesn't look like it. And then like no, freaked out or well, just freaked out. And then well, she stabbed herself too. I'll right? use my knife and start carving. I I try to stop. I say, wait. Maybe they're yeah. not the only. Maybe they're not as good as we think. Maybe. We should leave. They helped us. Why did everyone gruesomely kill themselves, though? Yeah, because even look at the bodies. Veronica died gruesomely. That's too, not right? the demon eating them. I can have an answer. I can't let them suffer here. Well. We're not going to physically stop you. I just, I, I just take the knife and destroy the cameo. Okay, so soft. That shouldn't be too hard. That's correct. What, what evil have we released upon the world? <laughs> you um, begin to scratch through the thing and you know, obliterate the uh, the sigil that's on it, um, and you all can suddenly feel like there is a minor earthquake. Um, like something, something is happening almost as if, as if you were trapped inside of a room that somebody's opening up for you, you know, like you're in a cave, cave in, uh, but somebody's finally digging you out. 
Um, so, yeah, there's definitely something happening when you when you destroy that sigil. A, a, so, an open a feeling of opening. So we need to we need to do that all the sigils. You should only have to do one. I think one is enough. I believe Erwin is correct, but I'm not. I'm not a color wizard. wizard. Yeah. I'll be, what have uh, are the ghosts still here or they're still here? Oh. I'm gonna um help. Let's move it. Did we just release? Oh, maybe we did the wrong thing. What do you mean we? I know. I said not to do it, doctor. Okay, maybe I did the wrong. <laughs> but can't stand on one leg. Let's do the other ones as well. Yeah. Okay. So you go in uh, to the dining room and you destroy the one on the uh, the, the lion. lion. Right. Um, and once again, there's this vibration a little stronger this time um you're starting to think oh what's holding the house up at this point uh, uh, there might be you know how old is this stuff if you get to the lectern you destroy that there is definitely a physical <clears throat> shuddering going through the house uh the bust however is right near the door mm -hmm. <clears throat> Let's go take in. it outside. If we're gonna, if you're gonna destroy it, yeah, I don't want to get collapsed on. Um, you pick it up. Remember, it's pretty heavy. Um, you walk to the front door and you try to open the front door and you can't open it. It's almost as if something is holding it closed. Okay, can we put the statue down. Can we open the door? You can't. Can we open we, the window? We need to put it back and then the thing. You go Presumably. to the window. And the window's been bricked up. <gasps> if I look around, is that everywhere? Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh what my god. Do, Wilbur? Nobody, nobody waited the outside. The last one we can leave or we're dead. Well, I think we're we're in but deep I don't want to stay here. Stands. Just do the last one. So Victor okay. reaches over and scratches out the last one. And as you do that, there is suddenly a grand gawoomph. All of the uh all of the brick is gone. Um the door can open very easily. Uh, are you going to open the door? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you open the door. You're looking at it. It's nighttime now. You're looking out into the yard. There's no snow. Uh, the gardens are all just dead. Right. You know, um, you can see in the distance that the gate is half hanging off uh, its uh, hinges. And the house is extremely dilapidated, but something I would like you to all do willpower rolls. Power rolls. Oh boy. Yeah. 
Twenty nine. Fifty one. I failed. I got it hard. Oh, can I use all my luck? Sure. Oh. Okay. I hadn't thought about that. Actually, I'm gonna spend two points of luck and get it to fifty five. Okay. There is a sound. At first, you think it's like a ringing in your ears, like tinnitus. You know when you have that noise. Uh, after a couple of seconds, it's it's getting louder, and as you sort of it, it makes you, it makes you, you know, the way animals get when there's a weird noise. You kind of freeze and you kind of don't know what to do until you assess the situation. There is light coming down from upstairs, shining down the uh, stairs, and it's getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And you hear a voice. It's hard to describe the voice. It's it's like ocean waves and thunder speaking. It it's as if it's permeating your very brain, your soul, everything that you are. It says, "I am at last released from the bondage imposed on me. I was summoned for a purpose, and that purpose is unfulfilled." And at this point. What appears at the top of the stairs, moving downward, um, you almost can't comprehend. Uh, it's light. It's a being. There are wings, eyes. It looks like this. And it says, since you are the ones to release me, do you now wish to look upon the face of God? No. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> yes. January, no. <laughs> so, January said yes. Are the rest of you said no? Uh, not only am I saying no. I've uh, seen I've, Indiana Jones. I, no. will, I will kneel and not look at this thing. Yes, I'll do the same. I'll just okay. I'll follow. If he does that, I'll follow suit. I guess. So four of you are going to kneel. What are you going to do, uh, Doctor Wagner? Doors open. I'm oh leave. shit! No, we should leave the house. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I thought this was outside the house. No, no. I, very I, I thought we were outside. I just turn around and leave. You're nuts. How how do you, do you just want to walk casually down the path? Or, <laughs> you know, like fucking book it. <laughs> All right. So Dr. Dr. Wagner is running. Um, I, yeah, I totally forgot that, that we were still in the house. Uh, January, you're there. All right. Uh, who, who's, who's running away? Okay. Those of you who are running away, you're running, you run to the end of the thing. You can see the, the gate. Uh, it's just, you, you could like push it and it's just going to fall over. Um, you hear a noise from behind you, like, like a thousand organs in a thousand cathedrals playing, you know, chords. And as you look back, there's just suddenly this blast of light and this great column of energy that shoots up in the air. You think, in fact, there might be one big column and two smaller columns. Uh, and this thunderous blast, uh, 
you stumble onto the road, you run like hell towards where your car is. And when you reach your car, it has an almost full tank of gas in it. Um, I assume you're not going to hesitate, uh, but you can if you want. Is there any sign get... of anyone else having come? I'm taking, I'm taking a look back to the through the gate, but if I don't see the other ones, we're going. The house <laughs> is falling into shambles as this blast of energy goes out of it. We'll get to the other two in a second. Those who I had, yeah, I was going to say, so I had left. I had changed my mind and left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think Victor and January stayed. I stayed too. Okay. You and, stayed? Uh, so yeah. there's only, only two of you that are in the yeah. car. Yeah. Uh, you going to drive away? Are you going to wait? Uh, discussion is the better part of Valor. We floor it. You cowards. <laughs> might <laughs> still be able to make the conference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'll pass. Victor, Charlie, and January. You are uh, this, this being after you said yes, says so be it. And somehow you are transformed. This light pours into you. And the part of you that is your consciousness, the part of you that is your soul, is sort of united to this light. And there's a great whoosh as this angel taking you with it flies up into the sky. There is a moment when looking down, you can see the entire earth below you. And you seem to be heading towards the center of all things. And there's this great mass of light and energy. And you see the face of God, which is Azathoth, the god of insanity, and millions of other beings that have been trapped in a circle around it, uh, praising forever the god of insanity. And your minds are fried and your intellect is gone. And I said, I said, don't look January. And you are trapped there. You are trapped there screaming in terror for eternity, looking at the god Azathoth. But we're together. Together. Yeah. And that <laughs> is the end of really our story. <laughs> you guys took a long time on this one. I am sorry, so sorry. Man. But you did great. You had a you made the story really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah I hope we, I hope we didn't drag too long. Yeah. No, I I liked it, but I hope I didn't drag too long. No, yes. I had a blast. Um, so, so now you want to know what happened? All right. Yes. So. Okay. In the in the <laughs> when you think of uh, in terms of H.P. Lovecraft. There's no such religion's nonsense. Um, right. So all of this magic, all of this stuff, total nonsense. What actually happened was Wayland wanted to do this ritual. He tried, he failed, and then he put out an advertisement in the newspaper to try to find some the actual book. That book was supplied to him by um 
by Lester Goodman. Lester Goodman was Nyarlathotep. Okay. Uh, the, crawl, oh, the crawling horse. What he supplied him with was a, a good translation of the book. But he also provided him with a lamp. And the lamp that he provided him with was a chaos lamp. Um, what happens when you, by, by being in its presence and lighting it, you are giving your own energy to the chaos lamp. And at a certain point, and it's programmed, it's like a program, after you've completed a certain number of days, in this case, Nyarlathotep said it for 18 months exactly, that the second you do that, it summons a servitor of Azathoth um, to come. And of course, what Wayland asked for was, I want to see the face of God. And his soul was ripped out and taken there. So Veronica didn't hear from her father for a while. So she came back and she kind of figured out something might be going on. So she set the trap with the four, four sigils. And then she also completed the ritual and summoned the same beast. What she realized, which you guys didn't realize, was it could read your minds. Mm. So it was started to reach into her mind to figure out what was going on, why it couldn't leave. So she killed herself rather than allow it to find the solution to the problem. So it's been trapped there in that house, and it doesn't really understand our world, our universe. So when you mentioned things that it had no experience of, like alcohol or electricity, oh it didn't understand how those things worked. Got it. So the illusion that it was creating around you was flawed because it couldn't quite understand when you'd say things. It didn't understand dates or time. It's it's not, it wouldn't understand any of those things. Now, at some point, when this thing was trapped in the house, the two servants came home after their vacation, and it tried to torture the information out of them. And in the process, they went insane because they didn't know. They don't know how to solve the, the problem. Right. So it figured it would just sit there and wait until more humans come along. And then it will try to extract the information from them, but be more clever about it. So when it saw you on the road, it made it look like mm. your gas stopped. And thus the story begins. Awesome. And it didn't think anything was wrong with having 15 Lesters. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good point. Lester was somebody who was involved, but it was Nyarlathotep. Right. The servitor didn't understand that people don't all look the same. <laughs> so it said, oh, I have to make up this thing with at least 15 other guests. I'll just, keep, keep, they won't notice that that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, it didn't even realize it was looked the same. It's, its mind is not used right. to our universe. So yeah, Lester was just Lester Goodman over and over and over and over again. 
all part so, of the delusion. I feel I feel a little bad because it's like that looks too fleshy to be a seraphim. I'm <laughs> out, and it turns out I was right. <laughs> yeah. I so if we wouldn't have destroyed the sigils, could would it have left to uh, let us leave? Oh uh, no. You would have been uh, either trapped there with it, or it would have just squished you, destroyed you, and then just waited for somebody else to come along. What if we, so I guess, what if everyone had just said, I don't want to see the face of God. We're not the ones who called you here. If nobody wants to go with it, then it doesn't really have a proper sacrifice to take to Azathoth. Mm. So according to the story, it would obliterate the house and then it would start moving towards the nearest town, oh, which would be Haverhill, oh, wow. and obliterate oh, that because it's extremely upset about being prison imprisoned. So it would just take its wrath out. Then it would eventually go. But there would be We're disasters heroes. all over this part of the <laughs> Very cool. That's yeah, we're awesome. victims. Thank Victor you so and much. I are victims because you said yes. We, were, we, we said I, no. I love we this game. No. For, said no. I was like, no, I'm out. For those of you who ever game. want to run this game, the players don't matter. When I oh. played the game, we were all escaped criminals <laughs> on the on the lamb. Um, you could play it with any characters. I think that it's kind of funny to make you guys worry about your characters, but the backstories make it a good story. Plus the whole mind reading thing, I have stuff like the butterflies and the and the Henry V yep. and all that to pull out. And it also gives you the chance to sort of think, well, wait a second. What are the odds that I was thinking that when it suddenly showed up? You know, because if you don't, if you think about it, the thing will say, hmm, butterflies? Okay. Not right. knowing what they are, but knowing what they look like from your mind. I, I can do butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll make them. Or the gardens. It's like, mm -hmm. there's, there's, you know, this is what they once looked like. I got that out of their heads, but oh my god, that's cool! Oh, so yeah, cool. that's really cool. Yeah, and it's I enjoyed the, the hell out of it. You're supposed to think that it's the dead spirits you're releasing, and it's like, no, it's just all made up bullshit by a horrible entity. I'm sorry, I, I, I should have known me. that because, like, usually it's not like a demon hey. and ghosts. It's always some existential. I had a blast. God. I had a blast, yeah, and awesome. so I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind the the length of game. I I signed, cleared my night, so we're uh, good. Uh, there is there. There's a lot more of things that you can throw in, but it depends on what you guys do. If you'd have gone it. into the kitchen early, Rosemary could have opened the pantry, and that demon thing could have jumped out at her. Um, it could be in the garden. It could be at the mausoleum. It could be anywhere. It's it's supposed to prevent you from leaving. Um, if you well, that one, to, we, we got that message. <laughs> one thing that's happened to all the other people, but not to you. If you'd attempted to go towards the gate, every step you take towards the gate, it gets colder and colder and colder um, to the point where it's like 40 below zero. Oh, that's cool. And oh, wow. All you can do is run back to the house to get back to the warmth because it won't let you leave. It can break up the walls. It can. That's awesome. And it's always fun when you're eating and you haven't, <laughs> you haven't seen the truth yet. <laughs> was was that okay to do? Sure. Sort of like something's I mean, off. Can I like, you know, 
magic no. eye this and see no, what's it's, going on. You can use your willpower to say, something seems wrong here. Try to look through it. Um, and and as GM, you have to kind of be honest, because if they if you guys actually start stumbling onto something, you know, you could have gone to the museum right in the beginning and suddenly said, oh, wait, they're all dead. Right, row. Yeah. You could have barged upstairs at some point, though I would have tried to prevent you. You would have been like, oh, no, you can't come up there until the time's right. Uh, until the stars are right. <laughs> Wrap up? All right. Please. Oh, yes, I completely forgot. Um, <laughs> our players included uh, Ginny and Matt Olson, Pascal Breitenfeld, Jolka, and uh, Gordon Lewis with yours truly as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. We are a new player-friendly club. Anyone can join. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Spotify, Podbean, or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Uh, a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Or if you prefer, you can hit the super thanks button just below the video. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.